While it may have been a difficult journey of the caliber to Logan's run, the fateful day is finally upon us and no soul can serve as guardians for us. The galaxy now facing the big screen debut of some of its greatest heroes. While many have waited in wonder at how these men and women would be translated to the screen, nothing could have prepared us for this type of... Oh, Ben, look out for that Spider-Man. This type of homecoming. And while we may wish to be proper Kingsmen in our critique of this film, we must assess if it can fall within the golden circle of great superhero films. And I know for some this can be a Thor subject, uh, pardon my lisp, but perhaps this is not the Ragnarok we all feared it to be. And so tonight... We dive into the final comic book film of the year to see if it was done justice, and takes DC Films into a league of its own. I'm Sparkplug Wickawitty, and it's Justice League Week. I'm joined, of course, by my partners, Ben Magnet. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> and Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, buddy, that's fantastic. <laughs> and Brandon T. McClure. Bravo, sir. That's Bravo. very nice. Oh. Dude, okay, you know what? Get a little clap. Oh, uh, little golf claps! Yeah. That, that sir, you were a maestro in that. That I, I a word yeah. maestro. Yeah, it was a word maestro moment. I, th I think I might keep that, just like as it is. I was gonna say like, what? Don't start the podcast over. That was beautiful. No, no I mean, I mean like, keep that as it Let's is. Make it a ringtone, and then make it the intro for every. Well, episode. It, it wouldn't make no, and that wouldn't make sense, now, especially when we it's, do Star it's Wars. Just a special time. It's Who just cares? a special time. <laughs> what it is for forever now it's all nice right. it's nice we're all together yes yeah. we are we saw a movie we had some food it wasn't taco bell well actually it, it was, was for some yeah, of us one of us betrayed to decide to trade the rest of us Whoa. it's all right no 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 not betrayals. no betrayals no betrayals here it was me yeah brandon betrayed us all he's <laughs> fed he up with this a, world he sold us out to lex luthor and the, and he's hunting us to recruit him to the legion of doom which one gene hackman or i just Eisenberg? the good one. Oh, spoilers <laughs> kevin spacey no 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 nope, definitely no no nope, nope, nope. wrong oh no we stepped on a hot button get back Talk come back he's like shit shit no we're getting triggered uh, <laughs> you stepped on a man alert go back two squares <laughs> oh Hey guys, <laughs> do we want to just do bread and butter then? Is yes. it bread and butter time? Well, well, well unless wait. unless you guys did something interesting. I've been this playing week. so many video games. It's 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 crazy. breaking my breaking my, my eyeballs. It feels great though. <laughs> well, I know Ben and I we celebrated a birthday. Yeah, hey Brandon, happy yeah. birthday! It was Ryan's birthday. Uh, In months birthday, from now. Was it? It was it was Ben and I's birthday. Yes, we yeah. turned, um, <clears throat> and uh, we were <laughs> quite, quite, quite grateful uh, for it. Yeah, you and I went to a Universal Studios. It was quite fun. Yeah, I wish, I wish I could have joined. Same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're both invited. Get to be here. Yeah, I just didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I was busy. busy. I got Star Wars Battlefront on Tuesday. I've yeah. been Ooh, not, I've been not play playing it. that. I play. Oh, I play a okay. little bit of it. I've been playing a little, a little bit of the single player. Same. And Fanny's been playing most of the multiplayer. I play a little bit of multiplayer. I'm enjoying the game. Mm -hmm. I haven't really done any of all the controversial stuff that's been going all over the place this week ever since the game. No launched. controversial stuff. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah. But so far, I'm not disappointed with my purchase. That's still, not point And I'm, I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying The story is pretty decent, but honestly, yeah, that's right. Super Mario Odyssey is so much better. You know, Well, that's like game of the year <laughs> stuff, baby. You know uh, I still think Breath of the Wild is going to be game of the year. Yeah. But you know what I'm enjoying? What? The game you got me for my birthday. Oh, you're enjoying it? You're enjoying the... I played uh, the first two levels of the Lego Marvel Super Heroes That's 2. That's right. Oh, nice. you beautiful nerd. You told me you fought a Celestial. Yeah, I fought a Celestial That's in the beginning. Cool. It was hey, pretty great. you know, speaking of Star Wars a second ago, though, you know what news bummed me out this week? What? No. The news about Star Tours. Well, I don't like oh, that. That's coming up, buddy. Yeah. It's coming up. That bummed me out. 
Yeah, well, we'll get there. Oh, f uh, if you guys are fans of Injustice 2, which I am still a fan of, uh, all the Justice League skins are available if you want to do like a thousand fights to earn all of them. <laughs> I, I'm halfway through them. I am a fan of the game. Yeah. I am not a fan of all the costumes, though. They don't translate well to the characters in they Injustice. Don't. Wonder Woman's does. Wonder Woman's is great. Uh, Cyborg's is cool. Cyborg's Batman's is looks cool. a little weird. Flash looks bad. Batman looks weird. Flash looks bad. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Superman's. Uh, right. Superman, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's a Superman. It's I really need to replay just because I had all the DLC for it. I had the season pass for <gasps> for Injustice 2. Hellboy is real cool. Yeah, Not I, at all what I thought it was going to play like. It's great. But four. I do think Ryan and I are excited about the turtles. Oh, I do. I'm excited for the turtles. You kidding me? Yeah. I, oh, they're in half shells, you guys. They're heroes in half shells. Thanks, of course. That's ridiculous. Like Enchantress, she's fine. She's cool. Who is the other guy? The Atom, whatever. Atom's yeah. fine. Ninja Turtles, screw all I the wonder, rules. So all of them are in there. I think it's going to play like Pokemon Trainer yeah, like in, in Smash, uh, Smash Bros. Bros. Where you can switch them out. They'll have different Probably. abilities. Yeah. Ooh, but that's how's it gonna work with loot? It's gonna be weird. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Maybe it'll be all four of them. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll find out soon. Yeah. Should we get into bread and butter? Yes, let's get into bread and butter. Because it's gonna be a long night. All right. So uh, if we're gonna open today our bread and butter segment with a, a tale from Middle Earth. Gluten free, please, please. What's the tale? Uh, no. No gluten free. There is no veganism on this podcast. Oh, sorry. What's bye. the tale from Middle Earth? Well, Lord of the Rings is apparently getting a multi-season uh, deal with Amazon. Uh, to put to bring uh, to do a TV show. That wasn't a very long tale. No. <laughs> uh, which apparently will be set sometime in be, uh, sometime before Fellowship of the Ring. Um, as I pointed out to you, Ryan, <laughs> there's 60 years between The Hobbit oh, and Fellowship. I, know. Yeah, so I was making a joke. I'm like, sure there's something like, that can be done. A lot of bad jokes were made about the, the Hobbit. Yes. Um, yeah. I forgot the Hobbit existed. So sorry. The deal includes the potential. Yeah. The deal <laughs> includes potential spinoffs as well. So. Uh, most expensive television show of all time is being what it's touted as. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because Amazon and Warner Brothers are like, yo, it's this is this is a product. Let's make a Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I mean, all, I'm, right, all right, cool. I mean, I'm I'm down. I'm I'm so down. I mean, yeah, it's through Amazon and yeah. But I mean, Lord of the Rings, more Lord of the Rings. Hope maybe some spinoff. Maybe it'll be before the Hobbit. We get to see Sauron before he became the Dark Lord. No, more? no, no, no. This is, looks like it's gonna be before Just Lord like, of the Rings. Yeah. More, more in Tolkien's world is fine by me. Mm -hmm. Just I don't. I'm not up to the point where I'm ready for a remake. As right. long as that's and I don't not think this happening. is what this oh, is. No, I know it's yeah, not. Yeah. But I mean that I, as long as that's not what it is, I'm I'm open to it. Is this is this Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings world or is this its own world that that ignores the I movies? Think, I, Good I, question. I think what will happen is that it they won't do anything to visually stimulate like it it contrary to it, Peter so Jackson's. It won't but they're not like gonna it? do anything to go out of their way to match it either because they only mention the books and the reports okay. they say it's set before the book because because if they're doing some of the stories they're doing you don't need to reference any of the characters really yeah so there wouldn't be a problem with it i think that it's supposed to still take place in peter jackson's world but they're not going to go out of their way to make it match yeah. but they're not going to let it look like it couldn't kind of like agents of shield with the marvel movies yes yeah okay where it's like yeah you can buy it if you want to yeah Maybe get one of those C-list characters. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Agents Tom of Shield. Bombadil. Agents of Shield does go out of its way to do it because Agents of Hydra straight up look like Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Star Tours uh, did something that's not cool. I oh, have to say, I don't like it. Neither do I. So Star Tours has opened uh, this past week once again. Opened its doors with a new level, with a new segment uh, for the new planet in the in the Legacy like, trilogy. Crate. And uh, we are going to... And, and Batu. 
Batu. Yeah, you wind up at Batu. Oh, Batu? Batu is the uh, world that Galaxy's Edge, the part of the park they're opening that's the Star Wars land. Mm -hmm. That's the world that it's on. It's called Batu. And at the end of this new version where you land, you know how like you usually land in like a rebel base or something? Where you land is Batu. Oh, interesting. I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, well, so apparently Star Tours has now been split into two rides. One which will mix the... Not not yet. Right now it's just going to be you going in and doing this new, all new material, but it's always going to be the same. So sure. like like they did this when they first introduced the Force Awakens yeah. footage. Uh, right. you, you go on the ride and it's just that new material, but then what they're saying they're going to do in a few months probably is what they're so, going so to get into. Star Tours normally was cycles through all these different... Uh, eras in Star Wars, but this time it's going to be split into two. One will be the Legacy Trilogy, which I don't think is the official name, but let's go with it. Uh, the Legacy Trilogy, uh, we're going to have a new intro, uh, going to go to Jakku and then go to Crate and then I guess land on Batu. Is that what the new trilogy is called? Legacy? That's, yeah. what, that's what we're calling it. That's now. what they called it in this report. Okay. Which is the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I've, never I've heard a it a few confusing. places. I've heard it a few places. It's the first time I've heard it, and yeah. it's a little confusing, to be honest with you. Because Legacy mm-hmm. sounds like old stuff. Legacy sounds like the old yeah. stuff. Oh, well. And another ride, which will be what they've always done, uh, which is cycle through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nope. One, six, I don't one say through six. six. One through six. And we'll just be... And these will be two separate lines for the ride now. So, yeah. uh, so is one... Are they going to be twice as long no, 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 or no, no, half no. as long? No, no, no. They're, they're, they're the same length. It's just that now, you know, you normally get on the right and it cycles through. Yeah. yeah and you don't, and know you, what... you don't know what you're going to get from yeah. your two worlds that you visit. Okay. And you don't know what your Cause... beginning and ending are going to be. Now you will get that only through one through six. So do or you... you get in the other line and you get always the same so thing. So w- when you material. enter, it's going to be like old stuff, new stuff? Something and you just choose yeah. essentially yeah. so what i mean is like so is one line everyone like oh i want the new stuff so that one line is gonna be a lot shorter possibly possibly probably that seems weird yeah why I, do this i don't like it either because one the when, when they redid um, star tours one of the best things about it was that you don't know what you don't know what opening you're gonna get you don't know you're gonna get the droid or you're gonna get Vader. It's exciting yeah. you don't know who the messenger was gonna be and since they're doing these new films they add because i remember going one time i was i got yoda and then i went on a few hours later and i got admiral akbar right uh, yeah, they're saying that they are doing this because they don't want to confuse continuity on the ride. Which, you know, it's not like they haven't already been doing since <laughs> everybody <laughs> knows that Finn pilots the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, totally. Um, whatever. This seems silly. Or better yet, they destroyed the Death Star with um, a random Star uh, Star Tours uh, ship with yeah. Rex piloting. Well, that's not the... That makes me yeah, feel special, I mean... though. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes me feel special, too. Seems dumb. See, yeah. if they were going to create the separate line thing, what I wish they were doing, because Star Tours just had its 25th anniversary, if they were going to do this, I wish one line was all of this new stuff, and then one line was the classic ride. Yeah! The old one before they did all of this, and you have the old pilot. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. that would be that would be something I would be down to having two different lines for. But this, this is just weird. It's like, hey, you want to see the new... Because everyone's going to want to see the new stuff. Only, only and, for a little bit because yeah, then and there's it's gonna no. Get it's going to be the same thing over yeah. and over. It's, like, the only thing that's going to be quote unquote different is who's going to be picked as the rebel spy. That's about it. Right. Yeah. Mark Hamill showed up at a Star Tours. Did you guys see that video? Yes, he did. I didn't Aww. see the video yet, but I'm going to. He's so nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a, um, he's a nice guy. Who on you, Disneyland? Yeah, this is kind this of a weird. Yeah. Moving, moving Mulan? on though. Uh, Illumination is apparently in talks to uh, develop a Super Mario movie. I'm not surprised. Neither am I, but at the same time, I am. So I'm like, you know what, Illumination, you guys could probably do it right. 
Well, Illumination is, is mostly known for Despicable Me and the Minions. However, they have done uh, other Secret Life of Pets, uh, which was very popular. Um, Sing, they did surprisingly. Sing, yeah. Sing, which is not that popular. Nope. I didn't like either of their I find... And then, uh, and then Horton Hears Who, The Lorax, and the upcoming How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I find m- most of all those movies uh, fine to mediocre at best. So. I really liked... Uh, I really like uh, some of the Despicable Me stuff, and uh, I really like the Lorax and Horton Hears Who. Their Seuss films have been pretty good. Yeah. But the their most recent offerings, Sing and Secret Life of Pets, were were not good. Sing was kind of boring. I just, it's not the first studio I'd want for a major Mario, like because you think that's like a flagpole. Like, yeah. However, if you are going to make a movie out of it, I'm glad that they're going with animation. Well, yeah. Sonic isn't. Let's not talk about that. Hey, man. <sighs> It's that Deadpool director. Where, like until we see what that movie is, I can't disparage it true. yet. Like you never know. Yeah, true. But also, think... I want my Sonic to look like Steppenwolf. Moose and Square. I said look like, not talk like Steppenwolf. Uh, don't you remember uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle? I do. <laughs> oh my god. Remember Robert De Niro? Moose yeah. and Squirrel. <laughs> as as that. Uh, no, we're going back to Illumination of Mario. Um, I mean, it makes sense because Nintendo they just started construction of Nintendo Land at Universal Japan, mm. and it makes sense that since Nintendo and Universal have a partnership together, that hey, we want to make a movie. Okay, do it animated, and I'm pretty sure, hopefully, this. I mean, there's no set deal yet. They're in talks, but I am hoping, fingers crossed, that somehow, some way, they'll get Shigeru Miyamoto. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Do you like this or do you not? Although, true, because going yeah, back right. to... I know. Dude, but, he's a video game guy. He's not going to be involved yeah, in that movie. Yeah, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's like the Ghost in the Shell person being like, oh, yeah, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson's great. They hand him a bag of money. Looks great, guys. Although, My approval. Although, remember a few months ago when I did Console Wars as a book club? Mm-hmm. There was actually a part of that book where they talked about, because uh, Shigeru Miyamoto saw the final cut for Super Mario Bros. And he apparently liked it. Of course he did. But also, he didn't know what the hell was going on. And even the like one of Nintendo's American reps was sitting there going, "What the f is happening?" Yeah. He looks over to Shigeru and he was just like smiling and like, "Yeah, of course he was. thumbs up." Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So apparently, uh, what is it? Uh, Sparks, Josh Gad, Daisy Ridley, and uh, someone Luke else. Evans. Luke Evans are been... are attached to a Netflix uh, superhero comedy. It is unclear. I imagine it's a film. Dracula, Olaf, um, and Ray walk into a bar. Oh, that's just it is a it itself. is a superhero comedy from the writers of Moana, and it is described as a character-driven, subversive take on the genre that Hollywood and the rest of the world loves too much. No word on what kind of characters uh, Ridley and Evans will be playing, but it sounds like Gad will play the lead. Um, and there's not much more information out about it yet. Sounds cool. I'm down. What's the, what's the the network? What is it? Netflix. 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 Oh yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I I'm actually the most exciting thing to me about it besides like the cast members was the fact that it's the writers from Moana. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I really like those guys. I'm down that they are making a movie for Netflix with these people. That's yeah. awesome. Do we know if it's a movie or a television show? I would assume it's a film, considering their star power. That yeah, they're not true. doing a television show. Yeah. But. I, I could see, like, one of them doing a TV show right now for Netflix, not all three. Well, Luke Definitely. Evans is doing a television show for TNT right now called The Alienist. Which is why I said I could see oh. one of them doing yeah, a television one, show, but not one of these things three is not like A-listers the other. are going to... Like, Daisy Ridley's still got another Star Wars movie. She's not about to start doing a television show for Netflix. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, moving on to some video game news, I think. It's about yeah. time. Yeah. Um, it's all about me, baby. I, this stuff Hitman. is pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. It's not Metal actually Gear. about... 
Video games, oh. though, it's about their adaptations. Oh. Uh, Hitman will be turned into a television series from Derek Kolstad, who wrote both John Wick films. Oh, oh. baby. Okay. I have not seen the original Hitman films starring Timothy Oliphant and this other guy who I don't know. You're I don't fine. remember. Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, he yeah. was the first one. Yep. It's the, not he, good. That's not a good adaptation. No, no, it is a god awful one. Says the person who hasn't seen it. Exactly. Which is why I stayed the far the F away. But it's being developed on Hulu, let me just add. Well, television show for Agent Forty Seven, I think that could work a lot better than a two hour movie, isn't that right, Ryan? Yeah. Because you play a lot more Hitman than I'm I I'm currently have. playing it right now because a new new pack just came out. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, the the John Wick guy is no action, and uh, I would say the uh, John Wick, it's it's not 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 to disparage it. It's not super deep. Like it's a really great action movie, and the Hitman games are great action. It's not Agent Forty Seven is kind of evil, not evil. He's a blank slate. Yeah. So I think it's this. It's a good move, and Hulu's great. Hulu and Fox 21 reportedly want Hitman to become a flagship TV series, and the plan is to adhere closely to the video game source material, uh, says the article. I uh, uh, A secret I've never told anyone is uh, I think Boom Studios has the rights to the comic book, and I there's never been a really great Hitman comic, and I have a really good idea that I want to write, that I'm, that I'm working on. So hit me up, Boom Studios. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hitman a lot. Well, let's, let's work on it, right? Yo, let's get it done. Yo, right, I know someone at Boom. I did too. We know the same person. Yeah. Let's, let's work on it. Let's get it done. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, well, also, we've been talking about this a little bit before. Uh, Jordan Vote Roberts uh, may or may not be, most likely is, directing a Metal Gear Solid film, but that film now has a writer. Derek Connolly, who wrote Jurassic World, has been hired. Eh. I think that movie's fine, but, like, uh, it's... Oh, I have no idea. But that doesn't give me any more hope to he's be got others of course if i knew his other work but like strictly from that it doesn't give me super hope because i don't think that's a very deep movie and there's a lot of deep things going on in metal gear even though it's about giant robots <laughs> well jordan vote roberts he he's, a, he's a cool guy right. yeah most likely yeah uh, i mean it's just it's a new writer we'll see how it goes yeah so that's cool uh so you're excited about that yeah Smart. i mean it, it, it's happening it's, it's right. still it's still happening so yeah right Everyone else excited about that? I know nothing about these franchises, but, nah. you know. Um, I'm more... I know, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable of Hitman than I am of Metal Gear, so... Metal Gear, I'm going to have to sit down and have Ryan just educate me for maybe, like, Does that enough time in the day, baby? <laughs> okay, so for, like, three days straight, I'm yeah, Ryan yeah. and I going to be locked in a room together, and he's going to force me to play through all his Metal Gear games, and he's going to quiz, give me a test, a final exam, and everything. Yeah, this will appear on the test, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Metal Gear Solid films is something that it feels like an inevitability, and I'm just kind of waiting till I see something actually tangible. You know, I'm surprised we haven't got. This is the first time we've even got a a, a good lead on a Metal Gear Solid film because I know that series or that franchise is very popular, or might not be popular, but it's much beloved. It's so. very popular. So I'm surprised. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five sold a lots of copies, a whole yeah. lot of copies. Well, uh, you know, let's move on to some. Uh, Superhero films we don't I really guess. need. Yeah. Uh, Morbius, The Living Vampire, a movie I think someone on this panel said he wanted. Okay. I this is said, your fault. No, no, I did not say I wanted a Morbius Living Vampire movie. I said I wanted Morbius to show up in a Spider-Man movie as the villain, not a solo film. They, Would you say you're an expert on Morbius? Actually, goddammit, <laughs> I am. Whoa. Like, Wait, first, what's his first on. appearance? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just time. I just really like the character and all my knowledge of movies comes from the an animated show. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> I was in first grade. Damn there it. was a, a miniseries that I that a couple years ago that was not 
great. It wasn't good. Well, every every once in a while, the universe hears a prayer and decides to answer it, and apparently this is the one it's decided to answer. <laughs> the Mobius that's prayer. That's not Thanks what I... Lot, ben. <laughs> that's not well, what I wanted. Ben. I wanted Thank him you. to be the villain in Spider-Man, not his own He's title He's a tragic film. character. Right, so Morbius Living Vampire is going to be getting a f- solo film uh, by Burke, Sharpless, and Matt Sazama, mm. who, uh, get this, directed... Dracula Untold. <laughs> oh no! And Power Rangers. They just love vampires. Oh, I Dracula Untold was whatever, but uh, I liked Power Rangers a lot. I'm sorry, they they wrote it, not directed it. Yeah. Uh, they wrote it. They wrote. They wrote it. Jesus, they wrote it and submitted the script. So this film is not greenlit yet, but it is a little telling that Sony wants to I do it. Betcha, we'll see. They'll wait and see how Venom does. Yeah. And Black and Silver. No. Remember that? No. That's still happening. No thanks. That is a director. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, continuing on on the other side of the on the other side of the Marvel franchise, uh, Multiple Man is apparently developing a film. Yeah, no, um, weird choice. Alan Heinberg, uh, who wrote Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, will pen the script, and James Franco is in talks to star. Yeah. Isn't this only because James Franco is a huge Multiple Man fan? I oh. guarantee you, he has not read one comic. I. I can guarantee you, he, I can. I don't have an answer to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to James in a while, but uh, no. Uh, this is really weird news, uh, and I was talking to my friend Sparks over here. Uh, yeah, this is not the first character you'd probably give a solo uh, uh, movie to, but uh, this character has a, a deep cult following because of an X-Factor run in the 2000s where he was like a super fun, cool character. Um, he also appeared in The Last Stand for five minutes for no reason. So like, who, oh, who, I think I know that guy. Yeah, multiple man. There's yeah, a lot of them. He's the guy that that shows that, up with more more than one. More than one version of him. Yeah, yeah he, he can multiple himself. versions. Of I him. think that's a cool gag in that for, in that movie. To be fair, like where he tricks everyone. I think that's a cool. Yeah, gag. that's about it. Do we need this movie? Have, Hell no. I, no. I have no problem. Like I I'm I'm all for like checking out this character. Yeah. But he should not have a title film. Oh, I, yeah, that's that's hundred percent true. That's that's the problem. It's like this makes less sense to me than Gambit. So many other characters need deserve movies that aren't getting movies, and I wonder like yeah. why this got chosen or who who's championing this. Like I mean, James Franco is probably doing probably. it. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Like even Morbius. Morbius isn't one of those like huge Spider-Man villains that everyone knows. It's yeah. only like a select few us. Look, know Mor- Morbius. Sony, baby, if you're listening. Yeah, right. Not all villains. Need standalone movies. Yeah. Like, Venom's the only one I could give a pass to. That's also, Warner Brothers, same to you. Yeah. yeah, same to you, Warner Brothers. Black Adam movie. And that's Sony, Sony even more so, though. Sony even yeah. more so. I mean, guys, nobody wants a Morbius movie. What are you doing? <laughs> People want Morbius in a movie. People want Miracle Man in a movie. Nobody wants movies you with just these characters. You know who should be characters. in the, the Morbius movie? Or, you know, Blade should have a movie, and Morbius should be in that Blade movie. Oh, there we yes. go. Just bring back Wesley Snipes, guys. All is forgiven. <laughs> you can just come back to the franchise. Choices, choices like this are some of the things that I feel threaten, like really overhauling the genre soon. Yeah. Because it, even if they don't come to fruition, like Gambit, which has been talked about for a very long time with Channing Tatum attached, look how long that's filled our conversation. We, you just get sick of it. You just get sick of hearing about it because they never do anything with it. Yeah, as I've said it before, you know, there is a danger of oversaturating this market, and films like this are the ones that really make that danger prevalent. I, I think what's even worse is just the exhaustion of, like, hearing about it for years, 
And then even if nothing happens, it's just having heard about it. And then so, like, the next time something like that comes up, you're even more exhausted. Like, you're like, unless you have something that I can be confident in, stop talking about it. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Right. Yeah. Well. I'm looking at you, Nightwing. <laughs> Batgirl, Nightwing. Not saying I don't want a Nightwing movie. Yeah. I'm saying I don't want to hear about it till it's real. Yeah. Well. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, comics, though, some comic comics. books, some, some some comic news, I like uh, those. kind of in the same realm here. Uh, Liam Sharp has announced on Twitter that he's doing a, a new Brave and the Bold book. He's bringing it back, uh, called Brave and the Bold: Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, he'll be writing and drawing. I'm illustrating it. Uh, his art is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Uh, for those of you who read his run with Greg Rucka, uh, great his stuff. Wonder Woman run, yeah. Um, Apparently, the series came from a desire to keep writing the character, to keep working with the character of Wonder Woman. And uh, it will, quote, be mixing Irish and Celtic mythology with the Amazon pantheon the series has become known for. With Wonder Woman, uh, with Wonder Woman will enlisting, well, sorry, bad grammar. <laughs> Wonder Woman will be enlisting the help of Batman to investigate the death of an Irish god. Ooh. Ooh. I'm really excited. I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited that we're finally getting a Batman Wonder Woman love story. Wait. He said that is not the case. I'm just kidding. <sighs> that makes me sad. That was my first question is, are they banging? Because no. they deserve to be. Because <laughs> that's the true, that's according the true to, shit. According to Liam Sharp, uh, Wonder Woman is still together with Steve Trevor. Oh, that's fine. All right. And this, uh, and this book uh, will take place shortly after the events of uh, the Greg Rucka and Liam Sharp. So book. they're investigating dead gods, just like Thor did. Looks like. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the first like issue drops. Pantheons. Right. The first issue drops February twenty first. Oh, that's that's far away. Okay. All right, I'm ready for it. Also in the world of comics news, another oh? big shakeup. Oh uh, yeah. Axel Alonso. Yep. Has stepped down as editor in chief of Marvel Comics. He's been there since. Before uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. It was like 2010 or so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's been going uh, not as long as Dan Didio has been editor-in-chief as at DC, but still quite a while, and he's been part of so many events. He's kind of the reason why all these events have happened, the restructuring of Marvel Comics with the constant relaunches. There was a lot of, his, a lot of him. Um, and apparent, so C.B. Cebulski yep. uh, is Marvel's VP of International Brand Management. He will be stepping up to editor-in-chief, and... Uh, Apparently, according to Marvel's president, it was a mutually agreed upon parting of ways, mm. which translates as, yeah, it wasn't really working out. <laughs> See, here's the thing with that. Uh, I like, obviously, like uh, uh, on the surface of it, like, like they'll never say like if they've had problems, but like it doesn't seem like uh, like I, I follow Marvel stuff like pretty closely, and I mean you guys do too. But like Axel, he's like a, he's a he seems like a super cool guy, and he really likes the brand. I don't think any, there was any animosity. I think it was just time for change. Like Bendis is leaving, I think it's just time for the old guard to leave. Like there's so many new writers coming on, and so many writers on Twitter specifically who are saying uh, how much CB Sabolski has helped them as writers and helping like ushering in them. And Axel was super great too, but like. <clears throat> It's a big time for change at Marvel, uh, and I I don't think this is a bad thing. I think I think it was. I, I think it's a good thing. I told you on uh, Twitter that, uh, not on Twitter. I just we were just talking, and I told you that, uh, you know, he's really the responsible for Marvel's uh, misdirection yeah. in recent years. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this could be positive change, but I feel like we're not going to really see it for another two years or so. Yeah, because the stuff the stuff that's happening is going to be set for the next like half year. That stuff's already happening. That stuff's set in yeah, stone I think, we got, yeah. I think we gotta wait for a while before we'll feel like we're in a new age for Marvel yeah I agree 
it's super, it's it's really interesting though if you think about it not just their biggest writer but like their 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 head creative guy like both of them are gone like it's all new remember when this was happening in dc that people were jumping ship to marvel yeah it's crazy crazy times man yeah yeah uh, Fantastic Beasts, uh, the sequel to Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them, Colon. dropped their uh, title for the sequel, and uh, I gotta be honest, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. This is the first film in this franchise the to use a colon. The colon, C-L-O-N, it's weird. <laughs> no. To, it's the first film in the franchise to use a colon, uh, so that's a... Uh, kind of irks me a bit, because uh, now we're getting to the Fast and the Furious level of yep. misnamings. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to have Fantastic Beasts in the title, except to just try to keep the consistency from the last film, which no one who looked at the movie was going to be confused what movie. Will there be Fantastic Beasts in this movie? No. Well, he uses them just in general. He is like the Fantastic Beast Man, right? Beast Commander is like he's the like prime zoologist of. He's the Beast Master. Yeah, he's the Beast Master essentially. I'll I'll answer that question (laughs) with the fact that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was the title of the last movie, and they were hardly in the movie enough. Yeah. And he couldn't find them. Yeah. Okay. He already had some. Oh. Like, hey, this is where you find Fantastic Beasts. You win some, you lose some. I don't know. The Fantastic, Fantastic Beast. Win the some, Fantastic some. Beast is Ezra Miller. Like, oh, oh, yeah. That's right. Like, the only Fantastic Beast where I know how to kind Who's of. Who's back? Find... Yeah, he's back. But the only Fantastic Beast from that movie where I actually know how to try and find is the Thunderbird, just look in Arizona. Or the Niffler, you know, the one that stole all the shiny stuff. Mm, yeah. Just stand by and store shiny shit. Yeah, so. We also got with this reveal, we we got first looks of many of the new characters that we'll be seeing, including Scamander's brother, John Scamander. I don't care what his real name is, so we're just gonna call him. No, no, his name's Iguana. No. Iguana. But we didn't get into Nicholas Oh, we didn't get. We didn't see him. Ah, oh, damn it! Never mind. Uh, did you look? At, I showed you the picture myself. I did. I thought one of them was Nicholas Hummel. Okay. Uh, we get a picture of Dumbledore. Uh, young Dumbledore played by Jude Law. He's pushing us. He's. It's fine. Hashtag whatever. Jared Harris is Dumbledore. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> He, he looks less Jude Law-y than I thought he would. You know I what he looks think. like? He looks like Jared Harris from Sherlock Holmes at Game of Shadows. He kind of does. He's pushing I his lips out a little bit. He's kind of got that Dumbledore look. I see it. still don't think he should be playing Dumbledore, though. Yeah. He's not I, quite as egregious as Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. <laughs> I, am, I am more on board with him as Dumbledore than I am as Johnny Depp as, as Get Johnny well, Depp yes, out of here. That's inevitable. Please, God, get him out of here. Um, Guys, it's already done. They're not going to replace actors in that franchise. I so. know. It's just like, I so don't Unless they care. die. And the fact that they're doubling down and his name is even in the title, I'm just like, wow, I could not. I just well, don't. Because, I mean, they, they've they've switched the story uh, to being more about the, the war between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, that personal, those personal stakes. Um, and it's, look, it's the story I'm sad they cut out of the seventh book, mm-hmm. the seventh movie, and the seventh and eighth movie. So I'm, part of me is glad they're diving into it in this movie, but... They're not going about it in a way that really makes sense. How is this a sequel to Fantastic Beasts if it has I, nothing to do with I that first film? I can't wait to see how they force in Queenie and the Bakers. And oh, them. I know. Oh, Seriously. man. Oh, let them be. No, um, I want to see them, but they're going to be like shoehorned into the plot of this film because they really shouldn't be involved. Oh, totally. We did get to see a... Uh, because we're going to Paris this movie. Uh, we did get to see a look at... Uh, this was actually really funny online. They posted a Twitter... Uh, a Twitter. They posted a tweet about a uh, uh, first look at Dumbledore's wand and it's the Elder Wand and another wand that we saw mm. and so everyone was like oh wait we've already seen this I was like no 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 Grindelwald has the Elder Wand at this time, at this time. and so we were actually being shown uh, Dumbledore's original wand before he wins the Elder Wand actually I thought that was pretty cool it's because called I, Crimson Dust but see that's the thing that I like about 
Harry Potter that I didn't like about the last two movies that they cut out the wand lore. I really like the wand lore with the Elder Wand and everything like that. Maybe, maybe they'll go into that more. See, that's what I'm thinking. Hopefully. That's what I'm thinking. And that's nice, and it'll be a nice part of the movie, but I can't help but feel that we're not going to see something learned from the mistakes they made with Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Not with the same director. No. It was just... They're probably going to yeah. find... Yeah, I agree with you, Sparks. They're going to find some way to shoehorn maybe some random beasts here and there. Well, I mean, but like the uh, to try to keep it with his eye. Oh, this is called Fantastic Beast, so we gotta shoehorn some mon- some. There's like a motion trailer or something, or and, and then it show like the like uh, what's the uh, is the, it called the, the Deathly Elf- Hallows? The Deathly Hallows. It shows yeah. the Deathly Hallows. I'm like, they're just gonna totally shoehorn all. And of, I'm, stuff. of course, that and I'm really not interested in uh, in seeing just this. Wow, I kind of lost it there. Sorry. (laughs) Well, the Deathly Hallows at this time was seen as Grindelwald's symbol because he was repurposing it for his movement. Okay, so it makes sense if it's in there then? Yes, because he he was the one wizard who was like, the Deathly Hallows are real and I found the other wand. Okay. I got it. It's uh, uh, J.K. Rowling. I have no... In, like ill intentions against her, but I don't think she should be a screenwriter. Is she writing the script too? She's writing, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And she wrote yeah. the last one, and I think, and I think because she's never. My impression was that because she's never written a screenplay before, I felt like there were too many hands in the cookie jar of people saying, "Well, this is how a screenplay needs to be. You need to put this kind of stuff in a movie." And so she did. I feel like she should write the stories as short stories or something, and someone should adapt them. Because no offense to her. I don't think she knows how to structure a film, and so she's taking advice from people who also don't know how to structure films well, or yeah. at least don't know how to do it in a way that doesn't feel muddied and cliche. And so she's making choices based off of that, and I, they're not working. At least they didn't in the first movie for me. That sounds about right, yeah. Get yeah. David Yates out of there. Basically. Just get, yeah. Like Brandon, New creative team. Brandon, you told me this when we were actually in line for the Harry Potter ride on, a set, on Sunday. Just new franchise, or it's not a new franchise, but a new series... Bring in new eyes. Let's not get the same old tired, dark wizarding world that we have been for the past Wizards. four or five movies. Yeah, I currently have no interest in four more films set in that. Oh, I forgot. World. It's that yeah. many movies. I miss the Christopher Columbus bright. Me too, buddy. <laughs> be like, this is literally magic instead of this is darkness. I would even take uh, the Goblet of Fire aesthetics over David Yates. Even Alfonso Cuarón from A Prisoner. Prisoner. Expecto yeah. Patronum. Uh, yeah. All right. Whatever. Knows his folder. We're going. This is a topic we've also talked Look about. Look forward to our inevitable review. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Mm. Well, um, mm. A couple of trailers dropped this week. Oh. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Rampage. Uh, Space off an arcade game. Four twenty plays it. I've That's actually, when it comes out. I've played this game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look I, like that game. Not even damn close. It doesn't really look great. silly. It looks no, too serious. No, no. Rampage the game was funny. It was like I would be laughing when I'd be playing as Liz, taking mm-hmm. like punching a hole in a building, having some this one girl in the red dress going, "Oh, help me!" and eating her for points. That was funny. It's, this game just looks like I feel bad for the gorilla. Do you, uh, do you think that the movie is going to be funnier and they just didn't put any of that into the teaser trailer I, because they were trying to set a certain tone with it Brandon, and it's going to be different? Or do you think that it's just not funny? I'm going to answer that with this question because I don't remember. How funny was San Andreas? Do you saw San oh. Andreas? That's my question. Because it's the same director and I bet I'll be there on the same tone. It's kind of funny. Is it more serious? Yes. This is a movie also about... a disaster ju- movie, not yeah. a monster movie. True, but also that game, it's about silly and silly monsters. Like, it's 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 a fun, silly game and it's like, the whole point of it is destruction and the whole point yeah. of the movie is to stop destruction from happening. Yeah. It ruins the point of it. That's the like, point of the game. The way, the way the monsters become the monsters is that there's like three scientists, uh, George, Ralph, and Liz. Yeah. They're all just chilling in the lab. Something happens to them and they transform into these giant monsters. George to an ape, uh, Ralph into a 
wolf and lives into the monster into the lizard monster. I mean, it's, it's it, yeah. Well, it wasn't really a crocodile, crocodile but now. it's a crocodile, it's a crocodile now. now. Do you think there will be other monsters in the movie, or uh, did we see all three? And that's well, I mean, in the there's a bunch of sequels. In the original, in the original rampage that I played on, the, which was a port from the arcade to the PS One, yeah, yeah. there are only three monsters. I, you could I, choose. There's like five sequels or like five hundred monsters. But do you yeah. think that they no. will add more in the film? I doubt. No, it. I don't. I don't think the film will be will have that big of scope. I think it just looks like it's going to be a very generic like. Yeah. Ends in the city. They have to fight the monsters. And you it's know not what this looks like to me. Looks like a high-budget sci-fi original movie. Yeah. Sharknado, but better. No, no, no. Not not when sci-fi original movies were stupid. Oh. No, I've been talking like the early days of sci-fi original. Oh, when they really took them seriously. Yeah. Oh, that's... Oh, oh, okay. Like when they made parodies... Uh, oh, not the parodies, but like Scorpions on yeah. a Train or... Sharktopus. Yeah. Sharktopus even is a little bit like is a little bit more serious than it really should be. This movie does giant croc versus mega snake. Exactly. Yes, yeah. The exactly. whole point is like this movie. When I heard they're making a rampage movie with the rock, I was expecting like a, a romp is a good time, yeah. and it looks like they're taking this movie so seriously. It, and like he's yelling for his friend George, like my monkey, George, and like and then George is on, just, like, wrecking shit. Like there's only one scene at the very at that trailer. That should be the like, whole movie. Yeah, there's only one scene where George is like twenty some feet tall and he's like bashing in uh, side of the building. That's from the game. Everything else about this trailer is just no. The big, the big problem I have is that the main character George, he's like a good ape. Like, there, you play as monsters and you destroy buildings. Like, it's just like I. This is not the rampage movie. I don't think anyone really wants to see. No, I really. wanted. I wanted to see three scientists turn into monsters. What is the rampage I movie anyone wanted to see? I, I don't know if you make it. Because it's, there's no humans in it, really, okay. that, that, that matter. They're there's all, no hero. There's no... There's no hero, really. You are the monster. That's the fun. I could probably name five arcade games off the top of my head that deserve a movie before Rampage does. Well, we don't need it. Should be more like a, it should be more of a kaiju film, which is a little silly. You put kaiju against kaiju, and one kaiju is victorious, and they go off into the water. The way oh, I, wait, Godzilla. The way I imagine it, it's like... It's kind of like in uh, Godzilla 2014, how like uh, you kind of like uh, you follow Godzilla on his path of destruction. It's like that, but it's like a funny version of that, where these people keep getting mixed up with these monsters destroying cities. Like, how do we get out of here? Because it's never about the military; it's about just monsters but being the funny. Whole, the whole movie should have been a POV film from the POV of the ape. That'd be that'd be super awesome and risky. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Like hardcore Henry, but with a cut with a hardcore Georgie, but, but you're the ape. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the ape slowly growing, and yeah. the rock is trying to take care of you, but ne- but Jeffrey Dean Morgan wants to take you away. That sounds all right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I this hey is, hey, yeah. it, it would get me to see it. Yeah. This yeah. is the first trailer in a while where I'm like, wow, I just don't give a shit whatsoever. Nice. Like, like I just you yeah. want to watch big budget live action you destroying a building and then fighting a crocodile monster. I would pay money stuff? for that, dude. I'm pretty sure this is like a VR watch. experience. There's so, there's a, there's no way that they did not pick 420. For, for, yeah, there, was, right. there was no way that was not a fluke. Yeah, it's like, hey, how do we get people to come see our movie? Put on four. There is no way that was not a fluke. There's no way that's. I mean, they had to do fluke. that on purpose. That was like, <laughs> there's they, no way they, it's a fluke. Shut up. That's what you meant to say. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Deadpool two. Oh, much something much better. Okay, cool. I didn't see the. This uh, does not look like a great video game adaptation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I, this was the PG version. I didn't see this version. No, neither. Did oh, I. where he says oh. snow instead of yeah, cocaine. Yeah, instead of cocaine. I'm like, oh, like, that's no. what he's. And saying. then of course when he says he takes the brush, he's like, I'm gonna let clean me, this off. Yeah. Let me whack it off because he says whack it off. And yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says clean it off in the PG one. And of course he says, holy f nuggets, I'm uh, high as a kite. It's a very. It's the briefest of teasers. Like it's like five seconds of like actual footage, but it's a funny trailer. It's a, a funny just one. Cocking guns. It's a, it's and pretty then funny. Him throwing a chainsaw. And uh, we get a little cable. bit of we get a little bit of cable. Cable's hand. A little bit of cable. Yeah. Well, it's so entertaining, we... but it doesn't really give. Much it's a teaser. For sure. We also see cable ran through a car. 
It's, and yeah. the, the the teaser poster was a painting at the end of Thanksgiving dinner. I do like how he looks at the just uh, when he's always surprised by the painting that's yeah. just been made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds like he's got that character down. Like I'm not worried about this. Oh, yeah. I loved how they parodied uh, Bob Ross. Yeah, it's always Bob Ross is always a gem. No, even better how I love the puns they did with the with the the with the colors like med in black. Oh yeah. Betty oh, White. Betty White. Clockwork Orange. You get a little bit of Betty White up here. Let's, let's, um, <laughs> it's it's definitely let's, entertaining. Let's mix some of my yellow snow and, and mix sky. I love snow. Oh, yeah. And also one of the things that they cut it was um, at the end, he said, keep your canvas wet. He meant keep your dreams wet. He meant you know, the original one is keep your dreams wet, your, pan- your pants dry, your dreams wet, and uh, oh, fudge, what did he say at the end? Don't Hugs, not drugs. Hug- oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I guess I Not cocaine. a lot to say about that one. No. And not truthfully, not a whole lot to say about this next one, Incredibles Two. Nope, that was like a take. That was that was. Hey, that's oh, Jack Jack. All right. What? We got it. We waited so long. Fifteen years. And we got it. Just like Sin Jum said, fifteen I mean, years later. It's I, the it's the it's kind of the footage that you talked to us about the D twenty three. Not yeah. not. It's a segment of it. Yeah. Because I mean, everything up to the point where he makes the logo is just created for that teaser. Yeah. yeah. But the part where Bob is holding him is very similar. It's not the exact same, but it's very similar to the moment we were shown of when Bob does find out that Jack Jack has powers. Yeah. Um, which is cool because I think that there's going to be two main plots to the film, whatever's going on with Helen and then, um, Bob and Jack, 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 like Bob's at home finding out that Jack, Jack has powers while I assume that's the B plot while the A plot is Helen and whatever is involving her and probably the kids as well. And then Bob and Jack, Jack are kind of get it, going to get roped along. You know, Pixar, Pixar trailers are very interesting in the sense that. The first trailer and the second trailer often have nothing to do with each other. Right. As far as like sto- they, the story they like base they do, show. They like to do teaser trailers. They, they haven't done it as much lately. This was yeah. the first one in a while, actually, where it was just kind of conceptual without actual footage from the film for well, the most part. Well, I would argue that Cars 3 wasn't exactly the same footage from the, from the film, from the final film. It wasn't exactly the same. That's true. Um, um, it was pretty close. Uh, it, but it's not on the level that, like, one of my favorites of all time is the original Incredibles teaser, which is where Bob is... Oh. We see the whole wall of all his superhero memorabilia, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to him, and uh, he gets the alert on a Incredibles phone or something, yeah. and he's got to go, and he's getting into the suit, and it's all epic and everything, and then he <laughs> oh, can't the buckle belt. the belt. <laughs> and it's the whole sequence is him just trying to get that belt buckled, and that, that still is one of my favorite things ever. Oh, yeah. I, I miss it. And, of course, he finally gets a buckle, and it just, like, pops off, pops off and it breaks all the glass yeah. in his room. Uh, Incredibles is my is my favorite Pixar movie. And it's and it's the maybe just because it's about superheroes, but I think it has like the best like like the the family dynamic in there is like so strong, oh, like dude. so freaking strong. Incredibles is definitely the Pixar film I've seen most yeah. next to Toy Story, and it's the one that I'm surprised took this long to get a sequel because uh, there's been a lot of other sequels that I personally like didn't really need. <laughs> it's important yeah. to remember. It's important. I would argue to Cars Three was essential because we got Cars Cars Two was essential because we got Cars Three. Yeah, yeah. Cars Three was really good. Yeah. Here's the thing. You have to remember that Pixar does not follow the sequel formula of did it make money. Their sequels always come from isn't an idea we support making. Yeah. They, okay. they, there's a whole, like, the heads of Pixar, and there's more than one person who gets to decide this, the heads always wait for the right idea. And usually, usually, it's the same person who did the first one yeah, or the one before who has to come back with an idea for the next one. Like, in this case, it's uh, Brad Bird. Yeah. And Brad Bird had been very vocal that he hadn't had the idea until 
a couple years ago. And then he did bring it, and they were like, all right, it's time. That's why I'm just... What Andrew I mean is, Stanton for Finding Dory yeah. said, I didn't. I was never interested in doing another one, and then I walked out of the 3D showing of Finding Nemo and wondered what happened to Dory. Yeah. It's just my thing is, like, because it is superhero-based, and it's it seems so easy to create a, a mythology around there. Sure. It's surprising that it, this is the one that's, like, it's one of the only ones that hasn't had a sequel But yet. I think that's yeah. part of it. I think that Brad Bird spent a long time, like, especially once superhero films started being on the rise, thinking about what would make Incredibles 2 different? Yeah. Why would it be worth me making it right now? And and I fully support that. I think Pixar has the right idea about sequels. They don't return to a universe until they feel like they should. Right. And I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, and um, yeah. Also, I actually forget how Pixar does things. Because any other studio... What? Because any other studio, there would be... No, because he told me that... Because Sparks told me that the way that Pixar does it is like, hey, this thing made money, we need to make a sequel. It's like, okay, this thing made money, that's good, but let's wait until we right. have the right idea. Okay, but what does one. that have to do with you forget what Pixar... Yeah, he's just saying no, he forgets that that they they base they're it not around, terrible a terrible company. They that don't just makes base it around money. profit. They base it around yeah. the creative vision, and that, and that's that's cool because if it were any other studio, like if it were DreamWorks, we'd be on Toy Story six yeah. or or honestly yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag where's my how to yeah, find a dragon three? Yeah, because Ryan was saying about how he's surprised that it took this long for a sequel, and then Sparks said, "Oh, this is why." I'm like, "Oh, Gather that's off. how they do it." Yeah. I completely forgot. This has been also in the, the last ten minutes. Shut up. <laughs> well, you didn't get why I was saying that because I I get it now. I'll say um, the one thing I kind of wish they just did like a full up like like time like jump where everyone was older instead of it like everyone being the same age. I but, but I but I get it. I, I wanted that too. When they talked about it at D23, Brad Bird made it pretty clear that, that the story he felt that needed to happen was, uh, I know a big part of it is about how the family isn't used to stepping back into, the world isn't used to superheroes stepping back into the light. And that's where he wanted to be. He didn't want it to be years down the road when superheroes have been back in the limelight gotcha, for a while. Okay. He yeah. wants it to be a world where superheroes are suddenly important again after they've been gone for a while, and that needed to be not long after the events of Incredibles one. I can think of that. Okay. And and he that's where he wanted the family to be. He still wanted the family to like live together and be dealing with that together, where they're like in this all of a sudden like the kids have never lived in a world where superheroes were admired. Yeah. yeah ever for their abilities, they had to hide them their whole lives, and now all of a sudden it's changed. And that's where he wanted them to be. I can dig that. Okay. I'll allow it. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to our last bit of news until we get into a review. Uh-huh. Um, just some, some house cleaning is needed in DC Comics or DC Entertainment. Yeah. I mean, truthfully. Uh, a report came out that Ben Affleck uh, has been quoted saying he's looking for a graceful and cool way to segue out Call of the franchise. Call it what you said. Call it what you said. Schrodinger's DC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is he Batman or isn't he Batman? <laughs> check the trunk. If you check, he's he's not the thing you wanted. Is that how the Schrodinger's cat Schrodinger's cat works? It's it's. Is there a cat in the box or is there not a cat in the box? Is the cat dead or is the cat alive? Yeah, it's, it's a bad. bat. It's not a cat. He's apparently contemplating doing the Batman, so it's not a done deal. How much money are you gonna give me? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe whatever. And a rumor dropped that the Batman will either be a prequel or a standalone. However, the next day. Another report dropped saying it will actually be set after Justice League. Jeez Louise. I think this actually is the only bit of news completely worth discussing until the fallout of Justice League is done. Because I, this has been going on for a very, very long time. This kind of back and forth. Is Ben Affleck done with Batman? Just Batman. Is he done being Batman or is he not? And he himself has muddied the waters all the time. He has Every said, week. He has said both, I'm Batman for a while i'm in it for a long haul and then he's also said 
I don't know. We'll see. Nobody I lives find, forever. I want to find a graceful, cool way out. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I'm, I honestly, I don't think Ben Affleck wants to do it anymore for whatever reason. And I don't care what that reason is. And if he doesn't want to do it, then he shouldn't be doing it. And that's the end of it. He should just stop if he doesn't want to. And if he does want to, then just be like, I want to be Batman. I'm going to keep doing Batman. Because Cavill and Godot have both been very vocal about how passionate they are about playing their heroes and playing them right. Mm -hmm. He has not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Matt Reeves is apparently already eyeing his replacement, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm not on board for that, I'm going to be honest. Well, it's a rumor. It is it? a rumor. Um, and I trust Matt Reeves, and I'll leave it at that. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. This is this is definitely a rumor, but this has something. This has a lot to do with the uh, just kind of the state of DC Entertainment. Real quick on the Jake Gyllenhaal thing, yeah. though, we were talking about it earlier. If he does say yes, I hope he doesn't just say yes to work with Matt Reeves. I hope he realizes that he'll also have to work with other people when he says yes, because I think yeah. that was part of Ben Affleck's thing. Is he wasn't? I don't think he was really thinking about the long haul of Batman. Yeah. Or, or the effects that was going to have. Uh, I don't think yeah. that he realized how long he would be signing up for and how much work he was signing up for. And I think that's part of why he doesn't like it. Because he's not a franchise person. He just doesn't seem to be. Uh, and I, Jake... Jake, like, like he's my best friend. Jake John Hall. Um, he hasn't really done anything really big like this. He hasn't done something so franchisey. The only yeah. thing that I can think of immediately that comes close was originally Prince of Persia was going to be a trilogy and he, oh. was, and he was all on board for that. Yeah, he okay. was all in for that. Right, and that's yeah. kind of the closest he's Hashtag ever come. All in. That's yeah. that's kind of the only time he's come close to... Oh, I meant for all in to be part of my intro gag. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Let's restart the podcast. That's the only time he's ever come close to really doing that. Okay. Um, and I could totally see yeah. him saying yes because he wants to work with Matt Reeves and then not being prepared for like, you also have to work with da -da -da for the Justice League movie. I, it's like, wait yeah. a minute, what? I don't think... I think at this point, like, uh, if you're going to be offered Batman, I think you kind of realize and know, you know. Now, now that Justice League is out, you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. And I think Matt Reeves would be smart on saying, like, yo, Jake, uh, you want to be my Batman? Side note, you might have to be in a Justice League or two, but it'll be worth it. Like, it, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, it's still rumors. Right. And so this is this is definitely a rumor. Uh, but apparently, there's all sorts of scuttlebutt about the wave uh, forward for DC post-league. That Whedon's Batgirl is unthinkable at this point that they'll now turn the whole thing over to james Wan. if aquaman goes well that they might just make it a wonder woman universe there are wheels within wheels within wheels in every turn of the warner studio this week and we'll see where it all lands soon enough or more likely not soon enough now, i think i think that's a lot of hearsay that's a lot I of think lot. So that's a lot too. of nonsense i think so too but i think it's also really important to note that this is not the first time we've heard of kind of a, uh, what's the word? Uh, not trouble, but rough waters, rough waters yeah. at DC because I, I mean, obviously because they've on, they've been trying to salvage a failing film universe up to this film mm -hmm. and they've known that. Uh, I, I think that saying Joss Whedon's Batgirl is unthinkable isn't, a hundred percent accurate why no. would that be unthinkable exactly. i think what it no i think what it is is that they they don't want to take bets on on characters like batgirl having a title film right now when they haven't figured justice out batman. League, when justice league is not pulling in the profit it should yeah and and here's my here's what i think will happen i think that they're just gonna because honestly regardless of the fact that i would like a joss whedon batgirl film they need to 
pull back and focus on the big characters getting right first before they start bringing in, let's do Batgirl, let's do Nightwing, let's do Gotham City Sirens. Like, yeah. whoa, 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 guys. Can you just get a good Aquaman movie out? Yeah. Or maybe a good Flash movie first? Can we get there? Because that was the thing. Like, in Marvel, they didn't start with, you know, the Falcon yeah. <laughs> in a title film. Yeah, sure. Or, or Ant-Man. Like, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. They had to start with some of the bigger hitters first. And then... Well, even their big hitters that they could do weren't even their no, big no, no. hitters. I, I know, I know. But, I mean, you didn't go all the way down to Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man first. You yeah. had to set up something before that to get there. And this is a similar case. I think that there does need to be a little bit of a pullback. Warner Brothers has been really careless about how they've handled their announcements about DC films in the future. And they need to just kind of straighten their house get it in order don't forget we still have like like a joker movie they're working on put, maybe like put, <laughs> put batgirl in a batman movie and then do a batgirl movie that's fine yeah right well, yeah. nothing wrong with it no take take your time set up the core of the universe first stop trying to rush everything all over the place at once yeah that's cool but once i get my black mana solo movie like Oh boy, Warner's, Lordy Lord, Lordy Lord, Warner's. I wouldn't put it past them. Baby, <laughs> not every villain needs. To... <laughs> yeah. I think there is some truth in in the matter of the of them waiting. That obviously they're waiting to see exactly what the fallout from Justice League is, and it's clear. Just we're about to get into it, but it's clear just from seeing Justice League that they're aware of the issues, and that there needs to be adjustments. And hopefully they take the right notes and they make adjustments and they re they they get their house just in order before they start naming you know the 20 films they want to do over the next 10 years yeah. all at once we'll see that slight change in like one year from now again yeah yeah as it should honestly yeah. yeah yeah all right guys it's main event time it's time to talk about justice league did we did we all do different things no we did all of them you know what they all in the movie they were all in the movie. They They're were all, all the right. Spo full spoilers for this film. Uh, if you have not seen it, not too bad. Um, <laughs> too bad. You get to the theater. Yeah. No, you know what? Go ahead. Get to the theater. <laughs> yeah. We'll say yeah, that right, right now. Get to the theater. We'll yeah. wait. We'll, we'll wait right here. Don't worry. Two hours. Don't worry. There's they can space. have your money. Go on a discount Tuesday. That's all right. There you yeah. go. They need it. <laughs> they, they do. They actually kind of do like need a sad it. Puppy. Yeah. It's a really expensive puppy. Um, well, I wanted to start uh, start this review by saying. One time, uh, many years ago, when I was still in college, I was sitting with Ben, and we were eating our Panda Express, as we often do, uh, did, did really. and, uh, well, do, um, and we were, and I said, you know what's a damn shame, is that we will never have a movie that will have the Danny Elfman Batman theme and the John Williams Superman theme in the same film, and uh, I am happy that today I was proven wrong. Yes, you were. Yeah, that was cool. You know, I remember a time not so long ago where I sat around the table with Ryan and I said that Justice League was going to be a dumpster fire beaten by Thor and Hulk. Yep. And I'm half wrong. Yeah. It's I think not a dumpster fire. So let's get some initial thoughts. It's not thoughts. a dumpster fire. No. It's just, it's not even a regular fire. It's kind of like, oh, we should put the ashes out. Like, we should put that little little they're, fire out. It's, it's a pretty okay... We, we finished our bonfire. This, this smoke shouldn't be coming up anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. smoldering coals. That's what it it's is. It's like a hot smoke. We need to fire. we need to cover that up so that somebody else can make something better. Hey guys, we've been talking about this movie for like a year, and we I think we can I think have. we can all reportedly say it's not bad. It's not. It's not bad. It's not Avengers level We're not, amazing. I don't think any of us are like praising it, but after everything is said and done, 
It's okay. You know what? I'll praise it. it. No. Yeah. I'll praise it right now. Yeah? Damn, it's... y'all. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I was going to say, I am praising it for it not sucking as much as I thought it was going I'll, to. Yeah. I'll, I'll praise something right now. You finally put together a film where Henry Cavill got to actually be Superman. That's a real, yeah. Yes. And good for you. Man, every scene he was in... He was Superman. He was Superman. I was smiling... And I was happy to see. To be honest, he was almost, almost more Superman than Brandon Routh in Superman Returns. Almost. Ooh, he almost was. In fact, if he were in more of the movie, I would probably say he was. Yeah. There were a lot of great sequences with him. But, okay, let's... I'm Every just, I, sequence. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this out in the beginning so that we don't have to talk, touch on it again. My God, that upper lip. All right, yeah, yeah let's yeah. start there. It's okay. Listen, it's not good. It's definitely, it's noticeable. It was mm-hmm. staring you at know, me. You know, it's way more noticeable if you have someone sitting next to you going, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I was, I, it was staring into my soul. And I, I was looking, I, I, I would turn. What, I would the turn, human form of Shrek? Yeah. I would turn to, to you, Sparks, and I would say, his lip is gone. <laughs> and then I would say his lip is back. And if you guys were wondering, where are the where are the reshoots? He, he, you know. You'll know. Well, you know. Yeah, you'll know. you'll know. Even if it's not with Superman's face, yeah. you, you still kind of know. Yeah. Um, the be- the very be beginning, honest, it's right there. I'll be honest. When Brandon wasn't pointing it out to me, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother I'm glad that he didn't go creep over to me and say, dude, look at that lip. Because yeah. I was just... Okay, so the if you had... I'll be honest, I was getting lost in his eyes. I, honestly, I was just looking at those abs. No, no, I was actually looking at his S and how bright it was. His was, ass? I thought he said ass too. <laughs> I meant his S, Demi of the Shield. That was a bright ass. Yeah. <laughs> would it be? Wines like a river. <laughs> no, seriously though? Yeah. No, okay, but that opening video, that opening video of Superman, of these kids My going God, up, that lip. these little kids go up to him and like, Superman, can we talk to you? It's for our podcast. He's like, well, if that's the case. And he stays there like, that is something Superman would totally do. Yeah. And he's talking to these kids and, and they're asking him questions. Of course, they're all starstruck. They're little kids. And he, they ask him, what do you like most about planet Earth? And he smiles and before he gives you an answer, it cuts off and it's like, hey, Superman is dead. But that whole opening sequence, I didn't notice the lip. I was just saying like, wow, we get to see Superman it, It's like It's like, it's like a grainy film, so it's not as noticeable when it's, it's like... It's not this guy sneaked his way into talking about the opening of the movie without... What, we weren't there yet. We oh, were still just no. talking about his ugly face. Yeah, but you sneaked your way it's in. A part, it's a part. You of jerk. It. What do you right. mean? Because I didn't see his. It's a super segue. It wasn't until he kept right. bitching about the lip. It's like, okay, cool. His Can lip I sucks. Can I tell you what bothered me more? His than lip? The Superman lip thing. Sure. Cyborg's weird neck. Oh yeah. Uh, that bothered me more. That did bug me. When his neck would, when his head would just look like off from his body. Yeah, yeah. That, that was times. a problem. He's a robot man. What do you, what do you want? I didn't like Cyborg's design at all. It's, I'm not gonna I'll, say at all. I'll it was say fine. It, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think up. you needed to. Like, I think you could have done some of that practical. I don't think you needed the full you CGI. Done plenty of it he was just in a full mocap suit the whole time. Like, you don't need yeah. to do that. You yeah. definitely his, done. his head floating kind of off center of his neck was was really troublesome yeah. to me. Way I mean, more troublesome than Superman's. There is even a part of the, where we saw Silas like working on him with some Miles Cyborg, Dyson, but most um, of his um. Like his torso and parts of his right arm were still human, so it's like okay, you could do practical stuff with that. But now they just went and said only his face was like straight. When he's in the uh, when he's in the the hoodie, it doesn't look as bad because no. like, obviously. Well, obviously, it's you just, know, you're, it's yeah. just, 
It's just the. It, did they do? Did they do practical? Face it looked. Makeup? That looked all. That looked it practical. Did. It looked practical, but I don't think they did. But Who if knows? they did, they no. Had the side it. of the face is mocap. For uh, 100% uh, of the time. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. Never mind. Then. Oh well. All it of the better. cyborg yeah. bits are mocap. That's awful. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the review, and I'll start as always with recapping the beginning of the film, and then we'll go in. So the beginning of the film, we do that podcast bit. Uh, where Superman actually does a very Superman-esque thing. That was uh, so genius. It was so yeah. good. And uh, and then we go into Bruce Wayne saying Superman is dead in the morning. It's just for a second. That was the best way they could have opened this movie. Yeah? I, I've tried. I've thought about it since we saw it. I've tried to think of different ways this movie could have started. And I would I would argue that was a better opening than Avengers. Like, like even if you I don't like the opening of Avengers. I, I actually think that. the opening of Avengers is the weakest part. Uh, of like with like oh. the Loki Sam Jackson, yeah, uh, I, I think it picks up way after that. Yeah, the I, I, I'm not gonna say it's the weakest part, yeah. but I mean like where else were you gonna start? Yeah, kind of thing. But but I definitely think a cell phone video, like that's the part that really sells me on it. Is this this a person, a child's perspective of Superman as our opening, and you are immediately clued into the loss the world is feeling yeah. from yeah. not having him way more. Than anything Batman v Superman could have done yeah, for it. Because it goes into the brilliant opening. Because it's that cell phone video, and then it cuts directly into the funeral services. Yeah. Of, in a in a not so great music video sequence, but yeah. True, but it's the funeral service, and you see you see pretty much everyone like mourning, like the giant black and white S flag being flown all over the world. Lois, like um like touching or like caressing the pillow that Clark used to lay on, and even um Martha Kent. You know what she's doing with that pillow at night. Crying on crying it. On crying on it. Thank you. What were you guys thinking? I was thinking I don't crying. know what you were going to go with. But even you saw Martha Martha, uh, Martha Kent move out of um, the farm The farm because it got foreclosed. And yep. shit. She like... left his actual grave. Yeah, his real grave. Because he is not actually buried in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Nope. That was, I like that part. And it was like, the and of course we even see a scene where these two white douchebags are yelling at a... Um, that was a little ham-fisted, that and I didn't was, like that. Yeah, I didn't like that, that either. Was, but... That was part of Zack Snyder's stuff. I just, I don't like that. It's like, hang on, let me remind you of the human element because I didn't do it very well in BVS. It's like, here's hey. white people being mean to immigrants, and yeah. here's here's a homeless guy saying, uh, like, I tried. I, oh, like, Superman uh, could have made it better. That is the point of it, like, something like, oh, Superman's gone, so hope's gone, but, like, that was happening all the time anyway. So, yeah, there was like, no hope in BVS. No. Yeah, yeah so, so that... That was one of the few things that that was a Zack Snyder moment that really didn't work. For sure, me. yeah. Um, but we get into uh, Batman. We Batman. We yeah. actually. You mean Justice League number one by Jim, Jim Lee. Lee and Jeff Johns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we basically doing that opening sequence where he's chasing down a parademon. I really like that first shot when it's Batman though. When it's, uh, <laughs> oh, the reflection no, 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 when, of the, the reflection on the glass. Oh, that was yeah. really cool. Uh, that was pretty great. Uh, anyway, he's chasing the parademon. We get we get to see a parademon, and uh, really, I'm gonna be honest. I'm having a hard time keeping track of what happened next in the beginning of the film. And I, I will say that's a it's detractor. It's a of sequences. It's yeah. a lot of vignettes. It's just yeah. like you're introduced to Wonder Woman, you're introduced to this character, you're introduced to this character. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sparks, you like seeing Bruce Bolton be a terrorist? Yeah, it's Bruce Bolton. He was the... Yeah, he was. <laughs> I wanted to whisper over, but I that was too far. I don't... Honestly, I was watching her more. Yeah. Wonder Woman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, she was amazing in this movie. Um... So the Batman sequence yeah, and the, the Wonder Woman sequence. sequences. Yeah. Both of those sequences, what I liked about them is I was like, this is a part of my point where I say, one of the reasons, I'm just going to get it out here now, 
one of the reasons I enjoyed the Justice League movie so much is because I pretended that Batman v Superman didn't exist in the continuity. Because if I do acknowledge Batman v Superman's events being the events that led to this movie, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But if I pretend that Batman v Superman isn't a thing, if I walk into Justice League like I would to a DC animated film, it, I like it more. Mm-hmm. And it makes more sense to me. And so the Batman and Wonder Woman sequences, those are great openings if this was like a DC animated comic film. Oh, when she's, doing the, when she's doing the bullet deflecting. That's a great... Like, That's like, such like, a cool action just, scene. Just, yeah. imagine, just imagine it as an animated film, like how you would jump in like, here's the latest Justice League animated film. And you start off and it's got Superman's gone. And then you see Batman fighting a parademon for the first time. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman like saving somebody in an awesome sequence. And then they did that in live action. Those worked. Those worked well. I like that. Let's talk about the things we liked then. Uh, I think that's a good segue. So, you know, because I think it's easy enough to say that there are vignettes and scenes that we liked in this film and there are vignettes and scenes that we don't. And I don't think that that's harsh to say because this film does have a kind of crisis within itself of it, it's fighting its Zack Snyder-esque elements, I think. it's Yes, it's trying yeah. very hard to be almost to do two things at once. Yeah. And uh, part of it is trying to carry on what was laid groundwork in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. And the other part is trying to take it somewhere new. Yes. And the part that's trying to take it somewhere new is far more interesting. I agree. There's a lot of great great scenes Let's talk in about everything before Superman returned. So, most of the movie. <laughs> well, like, no, not most. It's, no, he's he's, he's about, he's it's about, about half. He's about not halfway. long after the middle. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's, that's all our vignette section. So let's talk about those vignettes. The introduction of our new characters. Let's uh, start with... Victor! Let's start with Victor. I sure. like... I so uh, He's ta- more integral to the plot. Yeah, We've I talked think. about this before, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, like We're not biggest Cyborg fans, like really. Especially no. on the Justice League. Especially just yeah. since New 52, where they've, they were, they've made he, him an original member of the Justice League. He's better yeah. served in Teen Titans. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that, go on no yeah but like but that being said like i i enjoyed uh the aspect of this character because we were talking about in metal they've kind of given cyborg a new role and given him like more almost more character in a way um and i felt like they they his heart was there like he's supposed to be like the, like the heart of the new justice league right because he's like the young one i felt like he was like he was battling his humanity a lot yeah and i think that translates really well on screen maybe better than it does in a comic because like i thought I really like Cyborg and what he was going through in this. I sure. felt it. I bought it. I bought it. I always felt that Cyborg, amongst all these characters, was the one who it made sense to me to introduce him in the Justice League movie. Where yeah. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. he needed anything beforehand, and he could just be introduced in here and it work. And the fact that they tied him in so closely to the mother box and what was going on in the main part of the plot really worked well for him. So his inclusion worked for me. Yeah. In this film. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I am not the biggest Cyborg fan. Um... He seems very useless a lot of the time on the just on the Justice League, uh, but here, his his role was integral to the plot of this film, more so than I think he ever was in any of the Justice League comics, including the the first arc of Origins and yeah uh, the New Fifty Two, um, and I feel like <coughs> I agree with you, Sparks. We were talked about Aquaman and Flash shouldn't have been introduced in this movie, right? And we'll we'll get to them. Um, for Victor, I do wish there had been mo- more moments like his moment with Barry when they're at the grave and his moment towards the end with Superman. Moments where he was a little more energy and lighter mm-hmm. to the role. Um, it's too much of the movie. I understand why at most points of the film, 
but just too much of the movie is he kind of just a soundboard of saying things without much behind it and i understand to a point because he's kind of fighting to get his humanity out of being a machine and that worked some of the time but then sometimes i'm like cyborg's still more boisterous than this and i want to see more of that energy from him and it was in there but it wasn't in there enough for me that's my only real complaint about victor in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah no i'll agree with that oh and i love that he got that classic costume at the end Oh, yeah, that, oh, was, yeah, pretty that cool. was really cool. Last second, yeah. Because I, I that was Whedon. You know it was. Oh, yeah. That was Whedon. I do not like his design in the Mister, film. Mister, Mister, I'm gonna change the triangle back to a circle because the circle means something from Iron Man. That was definitely a Whedon choice for Cyborg at the end. Oh yeah, that was not Snyder, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I enjoyed Victor. Um, I remember we would talk. Brandon would talk about of how he doesn't like the way Ray Fisher sounded. Like he sounds too. Cyborg's supposed wooden. to be like, hey, hey, yeah, he's wooden. He's, but. As I watch this, and he's talking to his dad about him, like how, like, hey, I could fly now. I couldn't do that yesterday. He's I, the way I saw it was okay. He's becoming more machine-like. He doesn't know how to hold on to his humanity. He's more machine than man. Yeah. <laughs> my my comment still stands because I do like the more energetic cyborg from the fir- first comics, but I, it makes more sense having seen the whole film. The pieces yeah. in it where he was like that, and there were a few, but when they happened, I really liked him. Yeah. And if he can be more of that, I look more forward to seeing him in the future. Like when we yeah. got our booyah, when he said booyah. <clears> not not time. necessarily that. I wish that had better energy to it. Yeah, but, but it was what, still kind of just like booyah. But still, he, booyah. we got it. Specifically so. the moment after the they pull the boxes apart, him and Superman. Oh, that's the kind laughing. of energy I want. That when they're laughing, that was yeah. funny. That, I like that part. I don't even understand the physics of my toes. Like, I can't, <laughs> but I feel my toes. I can't feel yeah. my toes. <laughs> or even he's talking to Superman and he's like, "There's, there's gotta be some blowback, but I think we can take it." Okay, cool. I kind of like living. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so I think you know Aquaman and Flash. Well covered on would, Cyborg. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I think Aquaman, Aquaman and Flash would be. You want to lump them together, Aquaman and Flash together? No. no. Okay, Aquaman then. Yeah. Uh, he's fine. He's 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 kind of what you got he, from the trailers. I think he really. is a less represent- so. Though, I think I think I think he is a strong representation of what this movie ultimately comes out to be. There, and <laughs> you like it, and but it's it's easily forgettable. Nothing about him in this movie made me want to see more. He felt him. like uh, he wasn't nearly as sarcastic, but like. When he was fighting parademons in the air, like he's laughing and he reminded me of Drax, and I was like, "It's kind of going for the Drax a little bit." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm my man. Well, then of course you also got oh, he's um, like he's a devil's advocate. Like I remember he would be talking about Cyborg. He was like, "We don't know if he's working for the enemy or not." Yeah, I no, I do like, but there's pieces that I really like with him, like when they're in the ship reviving Superman, uh, and he says, "Of course uh, he's the guy in the water putting him down." Of course, yeah, but yeah. when he's like, when he's just like, wait. Now I'm kind of with Wonder Woman. I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I wish he had he had a stronger dynamic in, in his delivery as well. Yeah. He he comes off very one note to me. He there's he, not a lot from him except for those moments of bro that mostly so, happen yeah. in the team battle. When he's walking with Batman outside of the uh, like an ice on whatever and he's like, Oh, I'm just everyone's coming up and dealing with my shit and blah blah blah. I'm like, that just sounds like Jason Moore talking. Yeah. It doesn't really sound like Aquaman being a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you know that mean? didn't that didn't draw me in to want to see more of him. Yeah. And to be honest, once you get into the second half of the film and him involved in the action scenes, it's kind of him just going all right and all he, yeah, booyah. He leaves a booyah. lot wanting even as a part of the team. Like yeah. what does he really provide other than just someone else hitting Steppenwolf with Wonder Woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything unique of his own for the rest of the film and that 
I felt really hurt him. Look forward to 2018. <laughs> I it got is a movie. Se- it, 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 honestly, the film actually, unfortunately, became a pretty bad example of like, what, how not... useful is Aquaman away from water? Not, not really. <laughs> not extremely Which is useful. so strange because he's great in the comics. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. even right, it's a flaw in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman is perfect as always. She got Gal Gadot is a goddess among us all of us. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She brought a lot to the well, let's not get on Wonder Woman yet. Let's Her costume kept getting movies. brighter as the movie kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's the sun. No. I don't think I have more to say about Aquaman other than he just kind of came out one note. There were there were brief moments that worked for him. Not anywhere near as many surprisingly well, aside. The Aquaman, lasso scene was funny. I it thought. was funny. The lasso yeah. scene was my favorite yeah. scene well, with him. What about the scene in Atlantis with Mara? I didn't think it was strange that Mara had to create an air pocket. That's what I'm telling you. Water telekinesis. That's her thing. Well, I know, but yeah. like, why did she? They can both talk underwater. Because it's all about like this. So what? <laughs> Honest to God, it felt like both of them as actors had no clue what they were talking about, and that showed. Yeah. I didn't think. Uh, this is the second time I saw it, and I thought she was not good the first time. I thought she was actually worse the second time. Like, Amber Heard, she's like, I am the, I am a queen, and I'm being regal, Aquaman. I'm like, this is not. So, wait, for- is she no longer from Zebel? I don't know. For having only a single scene in the film, I did like the. She leaves. She leaves little to no impression. Yeah. And his interaction with her leaves zero chemistry between them. Yeah, I agree. Zero. Um, going into just seeing the trailers and seeing and go and seeing Aquaman in the trailers and even that little bit in BBS, I was excited to see Aquaman full force because I've read the Jeff Johns run of the New Fifty Two. I know what he can do in the comics. He's really good. I like Aquaman in the comics. And this is a character I never really cared about before because he was the butt of all the jokes back in the day because Super Friends. Now, after I saw Justice League, Aquaman's not really... I'm a little disappointed with what they did. I mean, he still brought his... He still had some good moments like the lasso scene, um, the fight scene underwater with the Steppenwolf. That made me think, okay, this underwater scene, if this is where we get an Aquaman 90% of the movie, I am in. This looks awesome. Mm -hmm. And then that scene with Mera... It was like, okay, that's cool. We see Mara. It's weird and disjointed. You dare yeah. speak of Queen Alana this way. Yeah, well, like, and wait, Mary, you're Alana, not supposed to please. know Alana. Thank you. It's Sorry, like, okay, so maybe, oh, she's like, do you really know Alana? She took me when my parents died in the wars. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Atlanta, thank his you. His status with Atlantis is unclear. Yeah. And for a movie introducing him, yeah. that's a problem. Like, I was okay with him being introduced in this movie when I thought he was just already going to be solid king of Atlantis. No, like... That's where we were starting at. Yeah. That yeah. is not what we got. No, he's and like outcast just or something. No, he's like, I know of Atlantis. I've been in Atlantis, but screw Atlantis because they're telling me to do stuff I don't want to well, do. But even, even then, uh, as we've discussed before, apparently the film is left that even ambiguous because, uh, Ryan, you've got a different interpretation of that, that he's well, never been to Atlantis. I thought... Now this is just like me like taking away. I read, I heard an interview I watched where he's like, yeah, like uh, we don't really deal with Atlanta stuff until like my until the Aquaman movie. Like I've never been there, and so like this is kind of like more about me being on my own. I'm like, I, then I'm not really sure what to take. It's very unclear and sloppily handled yeah. in the film, which yeah. is why it's just another case of Aquaman. I think Aquaman could have been introduced fine in this film, but if he was, you needed to be clear about who he is and what his status was in the world, especially his own world of Atlantis. Yeah. And that was the most muddied part of his whole involvement in the film. So the introduction of Aquaman is weak, and then the character itself is weak, and it's very hard to get invested and care about him. Yeah. Um, I liked some yeah. bits of him. Like, I liked the, the one him and Bruce Wayne are walking around Iceland, and then, of course, he's like, just like a back. Sure. And then, have appeared? And then he... Uh, Icebergs? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, he sees him on the on the top of the roof, his, or he sees him wherever they first met. 
And he's like, dressed like a bat. Okay, I dig Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. that's there, there's cool beats, but nothing that draws you in. Well, here's the thing. That makes him a solid character. So I, I told Except you... looks cool. I told you guys this when we were having our very late dinner where I said, it's... There are large... Pe- there are characters in this film that once they're not on screen, I forget that they are in this film. Aquaman was one of them. Until he shows up again with uh, with the attack with Steppenwolf in the mm-hmm. in the cabin, mm-hmm. I forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, it's easy to. Yeah. He doesn't get to leave much of an impression at any point. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And that's that's a bummer. Moving on to Flash. Flash. Uh, I love Flash in this movie. Nope. I think I think you are Ben and I. No, I think we are are in different agreements than them because I really like the Flash as well. So you do love I. him. I wouldn't say I, I, I'm not in love with him. Why don't you marry him then? It, it, well, we live in California, so it's legal not, here. So I do yeah. not love oh, Barry yeah. Allen in this movie. I like Ezra Miller. I like them a lot. I like Ezra Miller for the character. I don't think he does a bad job. I think that the writing execution of the character is poor. Yeah. Um, I think that I can feel them trying very hard to not be like the TV version. And I, and I will acknowledge up front, a lot of it is me comparing the film to the television version because the television version is Barry Allen from the comics and the film version is something different. Yeah. Well, I told you that I told, I told you guys that Barry, the, calling him Barry Allen invites that comparison and that he should have been called Wally West. This should have been Wally. Yeah. And then you said there have been ignorantly two. that he should have been black. There have been Because plenty... there's a black Wally West now. There's two Wally no, West. No, yeah, I know, but he's there. Yeah. Have been... They is both. Yeah. There have been plenty of word of mouth and review things where I've seen where they they talk about the characters in isolated moments. Yeah, a lot of them skip over him, either not mentioning him at all or or not calling him a standout in any way. There um, are some reviews that I have heard, I've read, said he is a, but they, he's a standout. But they're much though. fewer than I would think they would be, yeah. and there's way too many that say Jason Moe was a standout. Um, I think they just like Jason Momoa a lot. And I think that's just, just like, like visually liking. Yeah, him. I do like Jason Momoa as an actor. A no, lot. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but Barry Barry, I don't think got to leave the impression he should have. And part of my problem is that he, I don't like that he isn't already a CSI trying to free his dad. That's here's, a weird non motivational. Here's, here's the thing though. Him. That's as someone like you know that character though. As uh, jo- Joe Schmo who goes into the movie doesn't know that Barry Allen should be a CSI by now. Right, I think that's a pers- That's a thing for you. Well, and, and I, I acknowledge what... that up front. That that I again, like, I'm comparing it to the comics. I'm comparing it to the character from the television show. But my yeah. problem is that it's 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 almost in the vein of of uh, the Jonathan Kent death debate, mm-hmm. where it has meaning in the comics and it doesn't mean the same thing in the movie of Man of Steel. Barry Allen not being a CSI working on because the whole reason he is is trying to prove his dad's innocence. Yeah. And it's almost like in the film, he's just kind of stagnating of nothing. We don't really get any idea of what he's doing. He's working... His dad strap says he's working... Three jobs. A three, bunch of dead four jobs, jobs yeah. so he can stay up to go to... Uh, so he can get his uh, crime school degree. I think I think we're and just... his dad's saying, no, stop doing this. I think just like in a weird like Star Trek Kelvin timeline, thing, uh, things are just not lining up where they normally do. He's All that stuff that he's going to do with his dad and, and trying to get him out is going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet well, on this timeline. I think... Here's the thing, though. That's certainly the case if Flashpoint wasn't... The Flash film. Who, we do not know that we are getting a Flashpoint movie still. Though. They have said that Batman features heavily in a recent that interview said, that dropped out that was this, this, week. this week. But oh, I mean, but he I mean he's also right 
things are now up in the air. It's Who true. knows what will happen? But I but I know as your it point. stands though, what we're saying, what we're talking about is as this stands, this character and also being a CSI influences how he becomes the Flash in the comics. And, you know, in the in the movie, the Bane of the Particle Accelerator, but in the comics, it's just a lightning bolt. Yeah. So, so it does influence a lot of him being a CSI. Also, gives him motivation to keep being the Flash, to keep doing the things. Yeah. To there's he loses the motivation. He kind of loses the motivation to be the Flash if he's not already a CSI. Right. Much in the same way, much in the same way that that Jonathan Kent's death doesn't give Superman sh- or shouldn't give Superman the same motivation in Man of Steel, which is in the comics, it's I can't save everyone, but I'm going to try to save as many people as I can. Whereas in Man of Steel, it's like, whoops, let my dad die. Yeah. So let me let me put it down this way because I think this is a good analogy of it. The Barry Allen I wanted in this movie, the Barry Allen I want to see in a Justice League film, is a Barry Allen like the Justice League animated cartoon. And oh, so Wally West. Yeah, yeah, that's what, you, you get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I want that kind of dynamic from him, and the dynamic I got from this one. Um, see if you can follow me on this. This Barry Allen is like Toby McGuire performing Peter Parker, losing some of that energy. And I think he has more he... energy than Toby McGuire does. No, 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 no. But I mean, as as connected to the, like compare compare. Toby McGuire as Peter Parker to I'll even say Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and then compare Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller yeah and and there's something missing in the key of what that character is well see again the the, the comparing thing like I'm not even looking at Grant Gustin I'm looking at but this just is calling com- him Barry is inviting that no comparison. sure but then like every time there's ever been a Batman or a Superman or a Wonder Woman like we've always compared it to the actor who's came before and I think the actor who plays him otherwise and I think this version is a very it is a different character but i'm again it's a it's a different version it's a different timeline he's gonna be at the csi in the next when movie. tyler hoshling dropped as superman we compared yeah. him to henry cavill but but uh, yeah and i still I, think it's but good. i'm still i'm still there's things in the way that he interacts with them his his weird he's we, he's, he's got these weird interesting cues yeah. and quirks that i don't feel played in the team dynamic well that's fine. I don't yeah. feel like they they worked for it. And when I'm comparing to Grant Gustin, I'm I'm just referencing Grant Gustin because Grant Gustin feels like Barry Allen from the comics, and that's what I wanted in this film. And this Barry Allen doesn't feel like that to that's me. That's fair. Yeah, he doesn't feel like he meshes his his moments in well, and some of them just feel unnatural in the surrounding pace of what's going on in the film. I figured my problem with it. I kind I might agree. I agree with you 100. percent But I will also add that. Uh, they've given Barry Allen in this film a social awkwardness, more of like kind of on the spectrum maybe-esque type thing. I've never been on board for something like that because it all of a sudden becomes, well, if someone's kind of quirky, they're on the spectrum. Bruce Wayne and Gotham, on the spectrum. Edward Edward Nygma and Gotham, on the the spectrum. Because these characters have these uh, uh, social tics, the writers uh, all of a sudden go to, well, let's put them on the spectrum. And I always found that, I always kind of find that slightly offensive. I don't know if, if have they said Flash is? They even says in the movie, I'm I'm socially awkward. I don't have Yeah, but I don't think. They don't say, they don't say spectrum, but I no, understand yeah. like there's, I understand there's, there's, a, there's a feel to it. Sure, that but kind I. Of matches that. But, but um, I think he's just awkward. Would you agree with me that Barry Allen is a pretty friendly, yeah, absolutely. outgoing No, this person. is definitely not this Barry Allen. No, absolutely. That's that's the dynamic yes. part I'm talking no, about. Yeah. That's lacking. I I didn't have the problem of this not being my Barry Allen. I guess is is the fundamental difference. I didn't have the problem that 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 part is missing. And I probably would have less of a problem with it 
if he'd had his own movie first. Absolutely. Dude, just a whole lot of, like, a whole lot of things. If, if but that's what we're flat, here yeah, to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's the thing. It's like, the Barry Allen I'm expecting in a Justice League movie where you're introducing him for the first time is the Barry Allen I know from the comics. If you aren't giving me the time to get to know him in a different light, then I can't it, embrace him as much. Oh, that's totally And fair. because that he has no solo film. And one of the things, like we talked about, it's a Zack Snyder problem. There's no reverence paid to the fact that this is Flash's first time on the big screen. And and of all the other characters who are in this movie that are being introduced for the first time, the Flash is the one who I felt deserved big screen treatment on his own before a Justice League movie. Yeah. And they didn't do it. And that is part of this problem. It's just like not getting the proper introduction to him, not getting to know this Barry Allen first, having to shoehorn his introduction in amongst other things and not giving it the proper, proper attention it deserves. And a, a and again, to warrant or to go back to the the comparing to Grant Gustin thing, maybe they were worried that like you've had this great Flash for three, four years, however long it's been, and we don't want to have the exact same character played by a different actor. So like maybe they just felt know, they had to go yes. uh, complete one eighty. It's it's true, and I yeah. and I think that's unfortunate because I think there's room for that same character to be that way mm -hmm. in both places. You know, it's a similar mentality to like we can't let Stephen Amell be too much like Justin Hartley's Oliver Queen. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. Either. Nope, not at all. So yeah. so I don't think that that works. And I think I probably would be more on board with this, Barry, if I'd met him before this. Yeah. But meeting him here, it's very hard to get into him. It's definitely not... Like, yeah, man, like this is not the first Flash you'd want to meet in your Justice League movie, for and, sure, yeah. And I've been really negative about it. There are definitely moments with him that work, but there's an overall problem I have of, of just his connection and interaction with everyone. Yeah, and I can 100% I can, I can agree with that. Yeah, I can see that. Also, this does not feel like a Barry Allen who captured Boomerang. <laughs> he well, I mean, to be fair, Boomerang is not like an A-list villain. Like, no, 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 I know, yeah. but it just doesn't feel like it. Does yeah, it? I, I, I could see him just being like, like he put he's this is one of the just guys he push pushes. people out of the way. I could see this. He like pushed, he could, I just push Boomerang. Like he could jail. just like a dodge those Boomerangs and just like push him into a cell. I could see this he one. Come on, Batarang. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You were gonna say Brandon? No. Oh, no. you got more on Flash. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually been chomping that bit a little bit. Chomping. I had no problem not comparing Ezra Miller to Grant Gustin. I knew going in that this was not going to be the same Flash. I had absolutely no problem. I'm I'm glad I saw a different Flash. I'm glad I saw a younger Flash who, who kind of knew what he was doing, but at the same time was working his ass off to get into the crime lab and then finally getting into it. First, I honestly, it's a better story in a solo film. Yeah, it would have been a better story in a solo film. I agree with that. It's what we got. But yeah, but this is what we got, and you we know our problem with Warner Brothers just like rushing shit. So, yeah, would I like a solo film? Sure, but you know what? Having this is fun, and I actually really liked Barry Allen kind of being the starstruck kid. Is like, oh, I'm working with Batman. How cool is that? That like, part's cool. Like that part where he's looking at the Batcave. He's yes, like, that's... Like a, and his, of course his face, just his facial expression. When he's sitting in the Batmobile, and then Bruce is like, "His face Barry. did a lot for me." Yeah, and then movie. Barry's like, or Barry, and then Bruce is like, "Barry," and he runs back. I think part of this comes down to a fundamental difference between how how Ben and Ryan see it and how Sparks and I see it, which is you guys, for the most part, are comfortable with. Well, this is what we got. Let's accept it. Whereas Sparks and I can't, for the most part, we can't really accept that this is what we got. It's it's because not, it shouldn't be what we... It shouldn't be that way. It, it's not that I can't. It's that... Uh, and I really got to be clear because I think you're still thinking I'm, I, I'm too hard on the nose about the Grant Gustin versus Ezra Miller thing. I'm saying Grant Gustin, but but I mean just the comics version of Barry. And this is just not him. And this is just not who I wanted 
in in the film this is not the way i wanted him to interact with people um and and it's hard for me to get on board with that um i don't like i don't like that fundamentally the choice is make him different because the show exists no and you yeah, know that's absolutely. true yeah, well, yeah of course i don't like that that's what happened and i do think that the movie suffers a little bit in the team dynamic connecting at times not all the time not the whole movie but at moments yeah. because of that choice and that's that's my critique of the film that and honestly on a second viewing i i might feel differently I, really I definitely might. feel very different than when I did my first viewing. Uh, this, yeah. is, this is my first viewing, so if I see it a second time, I probably will have a different opinion of Flash, but as of now, I still really enjoy him. Yeah. I enjoy him more than Aquaman. I, I th- yes, I, I fully agree with that. Like, I, I think there are a lot of great moments. Like, there are plenty of great moments with Barry. It, it's just not quite where I wanted him to land. Okay. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I fully admit that a big part of it is I just don't think he should have been introduced in Justice League. For yeah. a big screen adaptation. Right. And that was always a problem for me. And my god, please just change the lightning when now that Snyder's out. Just change yeah. to the orange, yeah. Nobody will notice. Just do it. Honestly, no- it'll yeah. look so much better. I, every sequence he was running with the lightning around him, I was like, if this was orange, it'd look dope. It would, <laughs> okay. Can you teach or him yellow. how to run? Oh, yeah. There's the... No, nah, man. Out loud. No, nah, man. That's, they, 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 that's how they do it. They're like snakes. They're like, wow. Is he speed running? Did you guys like his slow motion sequence? More or less than other speedsters we've watched. In I think we already all know specifically the answer. The other quick I think we know the answer. Of course not. I liked it more than the Quicksilver's of uh, Age of Ultron. Hmm. Wait, Age of Ultron, Quicksilver. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh yeah, I completely. I don't care about that Quicksilver. So, but I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, comparing. I it thought you were talking about sequences. the X Men one. Sorry. No, I'm talking about both. No, but this I'm saying, one. I think that it topped Age of Ultron for me, and Absolutely. honestly, <clears throat> honestly, I like. I'm not so crazy about. I'm fine with uh, Days of Future Past Quicksilver, but the Apocalypse uh, slow motion sequence really irks me. That no, that one is like very fan servicey and like, yeah. oh, we did it the first time, but we got to make it even bigger and better. Right. No, I agree. I still think that and, and Days I, One is. Better. And I really like his sequence uh, specifically when he's running two of them: the one where he's running to push the sword towards Diana. That's a yeah. nice one. And the one where he's running around Superman. That's the that, that's my favorite scene in the that's movie. That's a genius sequence, and then the sequence of them fighting when they're in fast motion, but it's slower, so we can see it. Yeah, I thought that was genius, and we haven't really seen that before. I think, you know what this yeah. film did did that I I noticed um, because I remember we were talking about the end of uh, Flash with the fight between Savitar, and uh, when the four speedsters were going. And they would do the slow motion tree <laughs> thing, and the trees were going at the same speed. And those trees are falling so fast. <laughs> and so uh, I was looking for that, and actually, yeah, everything was moving at a slower speed as he yeah, was running after, fast. Yeah, after after Superman like punched the rubble, the rubble starts to slow yeah, as it gets further break. away from them, and things like that. That was a really great moment. Just yeah. the look, because you see Superman's head, and of course, his his eye just slowly yeah, turns very turns- just. And I'm sitting oh, no. crap. <laughs> He's gonna see him. He because ha- he has what Super uh, <clears throat> Batman and Wonder Woman in his hand and Cyborg or Cyborg. And Cyborg's pushing him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just like trying to. He's messy fighting the Justice League, and Barry's running around him. Of course, when he like turns his eye, I'm thinking, oh no, it's a great, it's oh. a, it's a great was, moment. Was that Whedon or was that Zack Snyder? It, who knows? Who, who knows that one? It, I think that's probably Zack because it looked like no mustache. Uh, that there, I wish there was more. That's why I'm judging. <laughs> I remember that Whedon was also still like helping him out yeah. before he stepped away. That's true. So who knows? But um, I wish in that moment that Barry had done kind of more of the shock and uh, and like 
trying to like outzip and surprise Superman, yeah. like with flashy maneuvers. I wish that that had gone a little further in that direction because that feels very Barry to me. Him just kind of like, oh snap! I'll like do this yeah. quickie spinny move, and then Superman being like, "Dude, I see this," and yeah. he's like, "What? How do you see this?" <laughs> but it, but it was still really, really cool. Yeah. The end credit scene with uh, Superman and Flash racing, and he's like, "Let's go to the Pacific." It's the, which is that it's the way. other way. Yeah. No, I did like where he's like, right, and if I win, you're off the team. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll touch on that later. Bruce said something about you buying everyone brunch. Oh, um, that's a low blow. How about, uh, let's just keep it going with the character stuff before we jump into everything else. Yeah. How about yeah. uh, Diana? Perfect. I like Wonder well, Woman. Well, as I, as I said Gal- before, her costume kept getting brighter well, as the movie Gadot, went. Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman was, once again, just as great as she has been, even in BVS, even in, and even more so in Wonder Woman. So I can't think of anything negative to say about Gal I can Gadot. think of one negative thing to say. Okay. And that is that she, that she was that Bruce Wayne says to her, "You turned your back on humanity for a century." Yeah. And uh, that's not so much a negative on the character. I would have liked to have done without that line because I kind of like the idea that we've retconned that. Oh yeah. I I still feel like there is some amount of retcon to be happening there. Yeah, man. That's what Wonder Woman two is about. He said he said half <laughs> that's a century. That, by that's that sequel line. Whatever. Oh. Um, I. She also punches him. I did have a little bit of a problem in the writing of this that she was never given much, much else. And I mean, it's, it's, there's so much to this movie, so it's hard to picture what else there could be, but she's never given much else beyond I am Wonder Woman. She doesn't have a lot of other dynamic flows to it. And there was room for it when there was the contention about reviving Superman. Yeah. And they lean towards it, but they don't go for it. And you know, Yes, um, but I think that's the underlying problem with this whole movie. It seems like a lot of stuff was cut, and a lot of it... There's a lot of characters to focus on, and I think she she gets a lot of the focus. Uh, but I think you are right. Like I don't think any of these characters have really much depth to them, you know what I mean? Not that that's, not that that's bad, but like it's a very surface level kind of like not much going on you know what i mean so like right there's not a lot for them to do so like what she was given like i think she did better than the other ones and, you know and what I mean? right and considering that they did spend some of this to lean more towards the wonder woman although be it pretty late in the game trying yeah. to do that um it would have been nice for them to embellish on that idea of her contentious feelings about what where she wants to stand as a leader and how she feels about saving superman yeah but other than that i mean her as a performer like yes she was she was still great as wonder woman she had some awesome sequences some great moments she's a terrific um, fighter or like i know she has like stunt women and stuff but like she looks good as one woman every yeah. time she's on screen. she plays well in her chemistry with everyone on the team yeah and i really appreciate that so i i i really liked her um, I wish Zack Snyder didn't film her in such a uh, clearly like it, you don't notice it until you watch Patty Jenkins direct and then you watch Zack Snyder director. How many like more like round butt, butt shots, dude? Shots so many butt shots bothered me. And this second I viewing, I noticed them even I more. I didn't notice them. At oh, dude, they're they're, I, they're, they're, I, they're probably there. there. I was looking for them a little because I was told in, ahead of time that this there was a striking difference in the directorial shots, and it's it's clear. I only really noticed it with the one, with the Amazonians than I did with her. I noticed the Amazonians it had happens. different. Oh, yeah. I I like when they go to the cage to see the to get the mother box the fir- or we see the first mother box. When they get off a plane, there's a scene. Yeah, and there's a. Um, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, I know the scene you're talking about. Now. But there's also that, um, like the Amazons. They have like, cause in Pat Jenkins' film, they all were full body armor. They were. 
Yes, they're that recovered. is a huge problem. And then, of course, and they're in the cage, and I see this one Amazonian where she's like, I mean, her chest, upper chest is covered, but she's bearing some, her whole stomach. Some, some credit, not full credit. Uh, I was under the impression that all of the Amazonians were going to be looking like that, and there's there's a mix of both. There's yeah. a mix there, of, of fully dressed and some, well, yeah. Well, we do know that some of that stuff with Hippolyta and the generals was filmed later. That's true. So, uh, that is so... True. I didn't even like Hippolyta's new armor. Yeah. No, that was a crap. But it, but at least it wasn't as revealing as yeah. true. some of the new ones. But and credit where credits due, Zack Snyder probably didn't see all of the Wonder Woman armor designs because Justice League did start filming before Wonder Woman. Yeah. So he didn't like I see crazy, Wonder Woman. So he didn't like see Wonder Woman's costume design and de- and then decide to go in a different direction. But it still is a very striking difference that I don't like because it's very clear, like based off Roman and Greek armor. Yeah. In Wonder Woman, they worked really hard to make it look like not, armor. Not and in this one, it's uh, very your typical comic yeah. book interpretation. Not film. to reference yeah. Marvel, but all of their stuff is like is cohesive together. Like all of their universe looks cohesive, and like these are two movies that came out the same year, and they're not. They don't look the same. Yeah, it's well, the same just look, look, Let's look at Hela and Valkyrie. What we talked about with Thor Ragnarok. You know, you know, global warming is happening. The mascara is getting hotter. You're it's right. been half a century, right. and it's harder to Make wear all that armor, especially because again. nothing is really happening on the island. Yeah, that's true. They're pretty bored. When they were, when they were like, "Take the mother box, keep it moving." I was like, "Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Just circle the island. <laughs> keep, keep moving." I'm like, "Move where?" I, I saw Steppenwolf do that, that first cool big sequence. jump. It's too bad the CGI looked terrible. It did, but yeah. it was a cool sequence. Like it, it was a cool idea of shooting the arrow and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that first Steppenwolf big jump, I'm like, there's no way they can escape this guy. Yeah. He's hulking, jumping over them. He can jump across the island. Yeah. Oh, we're still, are we still doing characters? Because I just have to say this one thing. Yeah. yeah Character. Yeah, I'm so freaking happy we saw a Green Lantern. I'm so jazzed. Oh, I want to talk about that. That flashback scene's a pretty. We're kind of talking about the Amazon, so let's. It's a good flashback scene. So that flashback sequence has a lot of really cool stuff that I. I that we're Juicy DTA. This is actually yeah. my favorite part of the movie. Is that Shame flashback on them sequence for not including Ares. Yeah, that shame on them. It would have been easy. Yeah. Zero to hero. We got her. So we see, um, we see a lot of cool. We see uh, it's really cool how they're like Greek. Even, uh, even if he just been in CGI armor, I would have been happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we it's even one of them was like we see uh, all the all the Atlanteans and the Amazon, man's world Amazon. and Amazons and even and the, the gods. gods. Uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, we see a Green Lantern. Let's come out of nowhere. Yeah. Woo! We and see a Green Lantern fly, dies, and his power ring fly off his finger and fly into the cosmos to find a new host. Now, yeah. one of my favorite things about that bit uh, is in the credits, one of the thanked, uh, uh, one of the thanked DC Comics artists is Ethan Van Skyver. Mm-hmm. He draws my favorite Green Lantern because when he draws the Green Lantern, the, the lantern symbol is a construct protruding out of the suit. And I've always loved that look. And we get to see that on this Green Lantern, and I was stoked. Cool alien Green Lantern. Yeah, I, thought I was, that was really great. happy. I thought that yeah. was a really the the thing I loved about that Easter egg is it didn't feel ham fisted. No, it I didn't. was like that feels right. Good job. Yeah, that was well placed. Because Steppenwolf, good use of a Green Lantern. And also, they didn't really. I mean, yeah, they didn't say Apocalypse, but they said from Steppenwolf's homeworld, and we all know that Steppenwolf is from Apocalypse. And Steppenwolf literally says for Darkseid, and so I was like, ugh. Did really? That, was it just? Yes, he does. Why? Was it just me, or did that line feel like it was recorded at a different time than the other lines? Well, to I be mean, fair, that's why, that's all why. his lines are recorded afterwards. I think in eighty. No, no, no. Yeah. I know, but I mean, like his from his dialogue, like he's saying the lines. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, for Dark Side sounds like it's in a different tone. Oh no! I yeah. thought it's. I thought it sounded. That's fine. why I said. Honest, Ugh. Honestly, I was happy that they said for Dark Side. I wasn't. I was fine with it. Because it's a, it's such a ham-fisted kind of like. Uh, 
I'm doing this villain is like for dark side. Here's but here's he's why. Bad guy. Here's Turn why, look the camera. He, I'll tell you exactly why I didn't like it. The shot that we see when he says it is of a city street. It's not of him. Yeah. It's cutting to like a different location, and we hear for dark side. Mm-hmm. And for the first time that they're saying someone's name, someone that important. It should have at least shown his face saying it. His stupid, ugly CGI face. I, I guess, don't like that yeah. it was just cutting to a street shot. Because I for Dark Because it feels like a throwaway. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. I liked it better when he says, and I will take my place with the new gods. Yeah, like, that's yeah, a good that line. Like, as, that cheesy, cool. as cheesy and comic booky as it is, if it had just been like on his face with his eyes burning and he's just like, for Dark Side. And like you, you saw... see that, and then you cut away, I would at least respect it more. But it's the fact that it's over this city shot. And again, we know how rough we cut this film is coming in. Yeah. But... That that's what ruined it for me is the fact that it was already on a transitional shot. And we're not looking at him, and so like anyone who's not really listening, that's just thrown away. Yeah, yeah not, um, it's the first time they say his name. You know what? If I when if slash when I see this movie a second time, I'll probably dislike it a little bit more. But for me, I'm just a, I was jazzed that we saw a Green Lantern. Yeah, and I was jazzed that we finally heard Dark Sides. We didn't see here see Apocalypse really. Right. But they but you wonder what Diana said from the hellish primordial waste of his home world. I'm right. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. Gonna, are we gonna? Are we gonna see? I was really hoping for the end of credits. We were gonna see Dark Side. I was really hoping to see like a. Vid, or I maybe, think we were going to maybe a silhouette of I'm him. I'm glad we didn't. And it, the glint of his Omega Beam, maybe, but no, because now, I, I heard because I I do think that that first post credit sequence might have been a Dark Side sequence, or I, or maybe the 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 second post credit sequence was supposed to be the first post credit sequence because I know that the one that we get the race that we've we've alluded to before is a reshoot mm-hmm. because of the lip. Um, <laughs> So I wonder if there was another post credit sequence that had Darkseid, and because of the reaction of BBS, they were like, maybe we don't touch remember, on a sequel Remember yet. way back when, when this first went into production, there was going to be a Justice League Part 2 yes. one year later. Yes. I'm pretty sure Darkseid was like, oh no, I read a report, so in that Amazon sequence, Dark uh, Steppenwolf, before they finished the CGI, was Darkseid. Oh, interesting. Straight up, that was Darkseid. And they, they just took him out. They took him out of the movie. That was smart. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. I... I think the only way I would have been okay with seeing him is if it had something to do with the flashback. If I'd seen him in the modern day, I would have been bothered. See, that's, that's the only time I would have liked it because, like, half step one will be your villain and elude him being the bad guy, but, like, the flashback from thousands of years ago, he is your conqueror. So, like, I would have been cool if, like, that's the only time you see him and you don't even mention him by name during that sequence. Yeah, I would have I would have been too. super dope and, like, the regular people wouldn't know who that is, but, like, we would be like, that's what? the guy, And you, and you don't even, it's like, get Thanos a good look reveal. at him. Yeah, you exactly. don't even get a good look at him. He's just, like, kind of far away, but from the yeah. pose, you know it's him. And you that, see, like, maybe... That would have been okay. Maybe even just parts. the Omega Beam yeah, eyes. Yeah, like, a glint of, like, his even the red eyes. Omega Beam eyes. Just the red... We don't need to see him fully detailed. Just him standing in his, like hands behind his back pose, legs spread a little bit, and just the glow That's of why Steppenwolf eyes. looks so bad, guys, because I couldn't finish them. And, no. and, that, no and that would have been cool. But if you want my honest opinion at the end of the day, I'm glad Zack Snyder didn't touch him. Yeah, yeah. me too. Because I don't want to see Zack Snyder touching him. No, to be honest, don't. I don't. No. <clears throat> uh, before we move on to the rest of the We film, haven't talked about Batman. 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 Uh, He's in the movie. He's a bit of a dick. Batman he's, is He's much ben more Affleck. subdued than BVS, I yeah. think. Uh, Batman is Ben Affleck. Batman is. <laughs> yes. Uh, he just he just kind of services the plot it's and not much there. else. Yeah. There's not a lot there. And I think the problem with that is, in a way, if you were to look at this film, he should be the audience perspective character. And in a way. And he's not. But the Flash kind of is. So, so if any character should be having an arc through the movie, it's him. And there isn't one. And so 
I feel like he it's had weakened. the arc like in the movie that never was like in like the in like the space between the movie, the, the you know movie what I mean? that never was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because he's already the the hopeful one <clears throat> trying to bring back, you know. So like, I don't well, know. I was talking about this before. Batman's a difficult character because in the comics, it's much easier for audiences to buy. Oh, he can fight parademons and he can do all this stuff. In the movie, it's a little bit more difficult to, they to buy didn't it. Embellish on and i'm not surprised they didn't but they didn't embellish on him being the strategist he is they didn't make him the cool batman. he's like one of the smartest people on the planet he doesn't seem like it they didn't mm-hmm. make him cool no and and to be honest that's surprising this is probably the first batman related film where i would say you know he really doesn't have any cool moments he doesn't have any moments where it stands out and it's like that's batman like he has the nightcrawler but that thing gets taken out in like five seconds yeah, yeah. but him himself he like he doesn't have, a lot in this movie. he doesn't have any moments where it's like you know he said a thing and a whole bunch of parademons like got got tricked or he taken gets beat out or up something a lot. and he's just standing yeah. there untouched and he it's like yeah, he only threw a battering once and it was for yeah. Barry yeah. yeah there's it there's a weird just hiccup in the involvement of of Batman and Ben Affleck it, uh, unlike other performers in the film I feel like Ben Affleck quite a few times phoned it in it just it, I wouldn't even say phone it in. It's just like his lines. It's he just, didn't put there, anything behind there's it. There's nothing. Yeah, he's just kind of like, here's my lines. And the, it's like. Mm. The reason I say phone it in is because you can feel. I don't no, like I don't it up. no, I don't like bringing it up, but if you watched him in Batman v Superman, he brought more to it. No, and I was talking about this. Like, I think he's better in Batman v Superman. Like, I, even though he he's is. a meaner, angrier person because that's the character, like, I felt more in that character than I did in this movie. Right. The only thing I liked about that movie was him as Batman and. In this movie, that was something I didn't really care for. I didn't feel like I could connect with him. It's like when he traded in that anger for like the new inspired hope, like he lost some of his passion. <laughs> this was a very strange like way of Batman. Just the way he goes about kind of meeting everyone because he's Batman normally Batman's way more. He's like, a recruiter. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a lot more careful about revealing himself, and he just like. It's he like, just he just drops that guard in all Iceland, over the place. like you never like just in front of like twenty random people and Aquaman. He's like, he's like, hey, Bruce Wade, Batman, like, and like, what if one of those people is a spy? You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll drop twenty five thousand dollars right now so I can talk to the guy who brings me the fish. Yeah. And he's like, I'll make a thirty. I'll make a thirty if you tell me what those three boxes are. Or he leaves the obvious clues for Victor to find the Batcave and know who he is and put yeah. two and two together. Yeah. And he just goes into Barry Allen's place and he's like, hey. I'm and then he throws battering, and Barry's like, "You're Batman." <laughs> Watch him just acting like kill some random kid. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, throwing it back to the Justice League cartoon, like, was it Justice League? Or, no, it was Justice League. The first season when the Thanagarians showed up, and oh, of course, the war. Yeah, and then um, Wally Flash is like, "Secret identities." I trust you guys. And he walks up. Wally West, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. like, "I know already. You now know." Well, but that that's different because he's a man who doesn't trust. Yeah, uh, that's always whenever he goes up against the Justice League in the comics, it's because he doesn't trust anyone else. He doesn't even trust Superman. He likes Superman; they're friends, but he doesn't trust him well, because someday at he needs to start with. At least to start with, yeah. because someday Superman can go crazy, and he's always the one who's like, "I these people need to be taken down if they go mad." See, this is a weird. This is a really weird point in this universe's Batman's life. Because this is like Dark Knight Returns Batman, but he's come back to the young Justice League. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, he hasn't had time to be his own young person with the Justice League. So, like, all these different dynamics with, like, Tower Babylon, all this weird stuff, it hasn't happened yet or it's happened in a different order. So, yeah. like, how is he supposed to... You it's, know, it's, it's very difficult because they decide to go with older Batman, but everybody else is young. That's what I mean, yeah. Game. And it's it's very difficult to balance that. So, I, I don't envy that situation. But, again, they dug their own hole on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the 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 main thing that I think needed to happen was that they needed to go if they were gonna go this way with it they needed to again similar thing with Diana they need to lean further towards the arc they kind of hinted at for him which is why he's doing everything there needed to be more of a reason of Bruce kind of being like I'm I'm making amends and and one of the, one of my the better lines I like of is like I don't need to recognize this world I just need to save it yeah I think that's a good line and I think that's like. He just seems, yeah, he's getting this team together, and I guess he's not as important, uh, uh, I guess? Again, it's another one of those situations where his character works better for me if I ignore the events of Batman v Superman, and because I, yeah. he feels completely inconsistent, because he's got this whole thing where he has a moment where he says, if there's even a fraction, we can save Superman. And it's like, dude, you're the same person who said, if there's even a him. fraction of a chance makes, that he could become evil, you wanted him and dead. And I want to say that might even be like a reference, because that's almost like the exact same phrase that he said. Yeah. I do think there are lines in this film that are, and I don't know if they are Whedon, but I suspect they are, that are making a shot at BVS. It seems like it. Certainly yeah. Superman holding up Batman saying, do you bleed, is that... firing a shot across that bow. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like the idea that the Hall of Justice, or whatever they're going to call it, is Wayne Manor. Because he's like, tower? I've never, I've never like, no, it'll be the Hall of Justice, please. Right. The Watchtower is a satellite. Yeah. The idea that that's Justice League too. Yeah, I've never liked the idea that the the Wayne Manor was not, he wasn't living in Wayne Manor. He was living in some weird. It seems like this Bruce Wayne Batman is a little more open with it. Mm-hmm. Um, not not as much as Iron Man is, but like his house is just gonna be Justice League headquarters. But it's like he's let his house run down. It's like his childhood home is. The mansion that his father built, but it's like, oh, it's okay, grandfather built, and it's like, you know what, I'm going to make it the Hall of Justice. Yeah. And I'm like, live in it for like a minute, you know maybe. That the, you know the thing, it's just going to be like, Bruce Wayne sold it to Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Batman you know, Inc. Do you know why it doesn't, do you know why I don't like it? Hmm. Because it feels like Avengers Mansion. No, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, just like, it doesn't, it feels like that route. Like, yeah. we're like... Oh, uh, Iron Man's funding the Avengers. Batman's funding the Justice, the Justice League. League. It's the same. It's an Avengers mansion, Justice I, League mansion. I don't like it because I, I know it's classic, but I I can't see these guys sitting in the Hall of Justice. No, none these of these versions of the heroes. They I don't no, see them doing they're that. definitely I, these, satellite people. These are, right? This yeah. is Watchtower. This is heroes. definitely Watchtower these business. These heroes, the way and in this universe is the way it's we have it. This is Watchtower shit. This is <laughs> there's no like. Like, he shouldn't be building a Hall of Justice. He should just be cleaning up. And maybe it won't be the Hall of Justice. Maybe he's just going to clean up Wayne Manor and invite them over for parties. Can you yeah. just imagine? The, the, like, guys. like Ben said, the, 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 the watchtower, the, the, the mansion is in space. <laughs> that even, no, this is, you know what? It's probably going to be, they're probably going to, it's probably they're trying to figure out, it's like, okay, we can't stay in Wayne Manor. Where should we go? And then Barry is going gonna, is gonna to say, hey, we can have like a, Hall of Justice or something, and it's like a an issue six of um the Jeff Johns Jim Lee's of where they're like uh, we're the last the, issue you read the no not the last mm-hmm. issue I read screw you <laughs> it's like hey we're the Super Seven or whatever Super Seven yeah the, the Super, Super Seven, seven. Oh. Flash and the Super Seven yeah Flash and the Super Seven and everyone just looks at us like no we're not calling ourselves that I'm just glad they didn't say the words Justice League in this so, movie. me too uh, yeah oh <laughs> uh, they're building a league. I think it's time we have a league of our own. See that one's. Um, I think that's a. I think that's funny. Yeah, I like that. that. They we'll also get... had a justice line. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I'm a big yeah. fan of justice. Yeah. And yeah. the American uh, way. So we get our vignettes. The heroes start coming together and meeting up. Oh, they come together. Right now. <laughs> right now. All in, baby. Over me. <laughs> um, I liked uh, kind of the way Victor Stone came in. I think most of all, 
Um, Barry and, and certainly Arthur felt a little... Uh, yeah. Um, Gordon? You mean the two minutes ago? Again, I forgot Gordon was in the movie. Yeah. I mean, he he was great as Gordon. He's fine. I, I really liked him. Uh, we, already, we already talked about it at dinner, but that bit on the roof doesn't work for me at all. No. That's another moment where Barry doesn't work for me. Yeah, that... That, that kind even, of thing. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Those bits. Yeah. They even don't feel Gordon, Barry to me. Even Gordon should know better at that point. He's been doing this for 20 years. And he's yeah. just like... Yeah. Uh, he does do like the eyebrows like, meh, whatever. Yeah, like, that, that, uh, that moment horrendously doesn't work for no. me. Um, so Steppenwolf's getting the mother boxes. We already talked about the Amazonian time. He gets the one in Atlantis. In Atlantis. That's where the... We have talked about the Mara. And then he's putting them into this pillar next to this in some Russian family place. in Russia. Yeah. Or that some, that's, ne- that's never explained it why a, it's there. Well, no, no, And it's the not, pacing but... of that is a little weird. Yes. Yeah. He's putting the mother boxes in this stone slab that was left by a, a defunct reactor that had a meltdown 20, 30 but years ago. But Why? Why are they in the stone slab? What's the point of the stone I don't slab? Know. It's radioactive, baby. Who knows? Something to hold the mother boxes together? Maybe? Put them on the ground. So so now we're getting into, like, this story doesn't make a lot of sense. It's no. it's a generic MacGuffin, like, uh, open a portal Has stupid there, thing. Here's the thing. Ryan, you've read more comics than I have. Unfortunately. I'm, yeah. going, to put, I'm going to put that one out there. Yeah. I read a lot. Is this about read... mother boxes? Is there ever a point that you no. know no. that the mother boxes were brought together... To turn the world into a no, apocalypse. mother boxes are not power. Mother boxes are boom tubes. Yes, <laughs> they're exactly. There is no. There is. Where I was going with. They are not that powerful. <laughs> there's another thing that Darkseid has, right? Where he brings them together and they they create they create this wave where he can control. Yes, but like not like this. Like it's I don't know, man. No, what? because Steppenwolf kind of implied that that's what this was. Was the those unity? devices? Yeah. Because well, because he he implied that like you'll all love me thing. Yeah, and that sounded a lot like those things. I I'm forget just... the name of them, but the these things that Darkseid they just had them in Justice League action with Mr. Miracle um Darkseid brings them together and they will give him like everyone will become yeah. slave mind to it, him. it could be it could be something that that I'm that I'm just not remembering but like the base of a mother box is not but it wasn't the is. mother boxes it was something else okay yeah. they could have just combined they were like together. these spheres and Mr. Miracle was keeping one away from Darkseid because he was boom tubing in and you hear the pings and and so he was boom tubing without a boom tube. Now a, was, uh, so. a a little bit, a little bit of a nerd for me, you know. It was cool to hear the pings. It was, yeah. Even though boom tubes are sideways, not vertical. I know. Whatever, that, nerd, is, nerd whatever. stuff. Yeah, man, no, that also, bothered me too. Yeah, also, I don't know why mo- it bothered me. Also, the mud boxes aren't energy. They aren't powered. They're no. living computers. Yeah, it's it's it's, I'll, I whatever. I like, mean. The mother box thing didn't bother me all that much. I was it, just hoping for like a like a Mister Miracle or something. Big Barda, yeah, something. Well, years. you can't bring in all the new guys. No, yeah, no, I know. no, no, not yet. But I mean, it it oh. that would confuse so many. Normal. You just say like, new guys and it jingles fan, my jangles. As a comic book fan, a lot of that stuff really bothered me. Just the the, the MacGuffinry of it all felt real forced. When like, hey, here's yeah. the mother box. One of the most iconic things of the new gods and the de- they don't even the, look like mother boxes. No, they don't. They're just these random. They look like all sparks. They do. Oh, they do. They're like Tesseracts. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, more like all Sparks. No, I don't know. Discounted Tesseracts. Yeah. Tesseracts. Tesseracts. But... No, Tesseracts. The discount Tesseract. Okay. I, th- it just felt so... It just felt so forced. Yes. Um, I didn't mind that Steppenwolf was a villain that wasn't... Like, a lot of people have been like, uh, he's a crap villain. And I'm yeah. like, I don't care. He is a crap villain. I, I, I don't care. I don't care how many crap Marvel villains have we No, no, no. But I mean, like, I don't... It's the first Justice League movie, and for that, this is... It's very but, much a Defender's effect. Know, 
I care more about how the heroes are portrayed and how they come together than I do about the villain. Yeah, but we got Loki. Well, no, I was going to say we got Loki, but he was in Thor, so it doesn't but, count. But, but think yeah. about Defenders. We liked pretty much everything that wasn't the villains in Defenders. That's true. We loved the way the heroes came together. We loved watching them together. That's what I want this movie to be. It falls short where Defenders didn't in that department. But I don't care that Steppenwolf was a weak villain. What I do care about is that he looked like shit the whole movie. The Look, whole movie. Also, to be honest, Steppenwolf's a bit of a shit villain in the comics, too. He's not yeah. He's not even a main character. No, yeah. he's, he's not. A, he's, he's a not, side the guy. Only he's time, not a great villain, which is all the more reason. The only time I remember Steppenwolf in the comics being an actual threat to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman... Is never. Earth, Earth, Earth 2. Earth 2. Yeah, I remember Earth 2. New, 50, New 52 run, Earth 2. That is it. After that... Oh, I read that. Yeah, I have it still. That was disgusting. It was like, <laughs> I'm looking, it was like, they're talking about Darkseid, but then here's Steppenwolf wrecking all your shit, or I'm two. getting, like, horrible flashbacks about how terrible that book was. It, exactly. He didn't need to be a well-developed villain, but he did need to look better than a, a 2004 video game villain. Like, <laughs> they literally didn't learn a single lesson from BVS with Doomsday being a giant gray monster. Well, it's the, it's the thing, it's the thing, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out to another podcast here. Weekly Planet talks about this all the time, where every third act villain is this hulking gray monster even with... wonder woman was just another it looks just like steppenwolf i love wonder woman but that was my biggest criticism with wonder woman was that yep. but he's he's in so many more scenes than that he needed he did not he is a full real. character yeah. he never once looked real when they were fighting him and that was a big problem for me i'm like aquaman and cyborg even look more real when they're moving than he hey does. that's he's your second game of thrones character because he's uh he's, he's man's my, raider my, yeah, yeah. I was... No, when I was sitting next to Fanny, and she and I are huge Thrones fans, so when um, that terrorist who, who was Bruce Bolt, who played Bruce Bolt, I'm like, that's Bruce Bolt. And then, of course, I'm like, hey, that's Matt's Raider. I totally forgot there was a terrorist sequence, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool, fun one. Yeah. No, but well, you love that. It's, it's a, a good cool, scene. I, I yeah, did. One I did. Blocks all the but one of the everything. things I really liked about that is that is that that was the moment where I heard Danny Elfman's score, like, full, full blast. I was like, wow, he doesn't care at all. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I already kind of covered it, but I like that sequence because it felt so comic booky introduction yeah, yes. to me and that worked really well and you know what i uh i i don't i mean stephen wolf stephen wolf is whatever but i i really i like the way he spoke which is a weird thing like his the way he talked about mother and just like me i too. i yeah. liked that and no, I it liked was it. and i was like for like for like a c-list villain yeah i was tried. like he's fine no i thought the dialogue of him was fine I didn't have a problem with how he fit into the movie. I just had a problem with how he looked. I never yeah. believed he was there with the heroes. Ever. And why would you make Not like once. his armor like the same color as a skin? Like he's literally just one one gray color basically. Yeah. The only That's thing awful. that was Don't cool, do that. The, the only thing of Steppenwolf on screen that I believed was when the parademon was taken away when he was fearful and his mm, helmet yeah. fell. Oh, parademons. I, I know. don't even believe that. Do you, do you, that? How, do you like the parademons look in this movie now? Because I know you had problems with it. I, I think I like the way they look in this movie. I don't. Uh, mainly because I don't like gray gray CGI yes. beasts. Um, just in general. I thought they looked pretty good, though. But they, they I did like... Right. I did like... You know, it's not a secret. The parademons in the comics have a similar origin. Uh, nowadays, anyway. But if they were golden green if their armor was golden green i would have liked it more yeah but for the most part i did like their look yes um there was apparently a scene cut where you see an amazonian like transform straight up into a parademon and then she kills herself before the transformation's over and i'm like i'm really glad we didn't see that i I, I i i thought that would have been cool well while cool it does take away from the message they're trying to portray in the film what oh, yeah. was with the moment where aquaman had the green goo on his hand and he kind of didn't address it at all no no i know it takes him it takes him back into the water to investigate but he's just like no. So no, the guy he he you talking about when he gets rescued? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, he when the guy is getting rescued, he says it came from the sky. The no, thing. No, no, I know. I caught so, that all. Yeah. Uh, my my point being his reaction. 
Oh, he's... I don't he's know. just like, uh, this whiskey's on him. He just looks at the goo and he's like, I'm not going to question this. This whiskey's on him. All right, I'm going to walk into the... I'm going to walk into the water looking all cool. So but he, there's no, like... He had to talk with Batman. <clears throat> and then, like, all right, it's uh, invasion or whatever. And then he goes and saves this guy. And he's like, oh, more confirmation of it. So he has to go investigate from Atlantis. Maybe? I think that's more... I, I think that's more, it, more along the lines sloppy. of... I think it's more along the lines of this, why is Bruce Wayne have a beard in this film? And, and that sequence. Because the... The the sequences feel really disjointed because so much it was extensive reshoots. Yeah, man. Overhaul this, this, this whole movie has been a hot mess. Twenty five million dollars, baby. Yeah, not the worst. Thing anyway, um, uh, let's talk about um, just the end sequence. Uh, well, let's talk about Superman. Uh, well, was, yeah, Superman in the end sequence, I think. Uh, I think... Because I like him a lot. When Superman's resurrected and, he, and he's confused and he has to fight the Justice League, that's still my favorite scene. No, I think I, that scene's awesome. I like that scene a lot. I just, for some reason, the way they brought Superman back... I know, Sparks, we talked about this at dinner, the the, the real reason why he brought was brought back to live in the comics is dumb as all hell. But for some reason, I don't know why I don't like it. I just, I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't like this very much. You know, they keep going to that stupid of... Genesis chamber in... Uh, and at the ship that land, that crash landed, they did it in BVS. They mentioned the Genesis Chamber a lot in Man of Steel. It's like, can we just stop going to that stupid you place? You know, here's the thing though, I'm actually with Ben on this one. Well, you are, you and Ryan are of the opinion that the way he's brought back in the comics is stupid. Uh, I am of the opinion of I don't care. But for the most part, I think how they handled his resurrection in this film is worse. I think that was so dumb. I don't and so ham-fisted. And just like, uh, it's a thing. Literally, the mother box worked as the deus ex machina to bring people back from the dead. Basically, yeah. And then the mother box. Wait, what happened to the mother box at the end of the movie? Do do we? They just get separated again, or did they? They're like well, the they dragon balls. They kind of, va- they kind of vaporized. Which, they blew for good, right? I don't think it, so. It looks unclear. like they vaporized. We don't see them it's after unclear. they're gone. Would you rather he just woke up? Because well, that because that's the alternative. That was that's well, a bad. That's here's bad. the thing, that's Sparks. Bad. That's what was hinted at when we saw his grave and I'm the, aware. the dirt was flying. I'm but aware, yeah, but he that did get stabbed in the chip. That was super dumb. Yes, but oh no, here's uh, mm. I would have preferred if Dark Side resurrected him. And he was just okay, like, this is a different. <laughs> this is a different movie. I'm about to talk about <laughs> black suit Superman. Well, this is a different movie. I'm about to talk about uh, Forrest Gump. I, I don't think this movie. I don't think this movie. I don't think I want this movie, but I would have pre- almost preferred this resurrection to what we got. That Steppenwolf resurrected him, and they have to, uh, and with his uh, dark, with his apocalyptic power, and they have to fight him and get through to him. I almost would have preferred that to this. However, I wouldn't have preferred that film to what we got. I, yeah, same here. The the, the resurrection makes a little more sense. You know what? No, uh. I am okay with the way he was resurrected because there's barely a through line of an arc of a plot for anybody in this movie. And if there is one, it's Batman's guilty about Superman dying. Regardless of if you want to acknowledge the events of Batman v Superman or you just want to say, oh, I guess they're saying Batman's responsible for Superman's death, whatever. The only thing that makes sense is Batman really pushing this idea of Superman needs to come back because he needs to help inspire. Mm -hmm. And that being such an important narrative because of the beginning of the movie, because of Batman being our through line, and where this movie is trying to end, with Superman being the symbol of hope, Batman being key to the resurrection, I think is crucial. Mm-hmm. Because it is the only arc in this movie. So, no, I prefer that he was resurrected this way. Because 
as this film is, it is the only thing that makes that arc make sense. Yeah. So as this movie is, it's not that there wasn't a better option for a better film, but we don't have that better film. Yes. And we were trying to make up for the mistake of BVS. And I feel like that is in a way trying to undo, as Batman says at the end <laughs> of the movie, the mistake of BVS yeah. and him doing it, I think kind of redeems things. Sure. I mean, I understand. I don't, I, I don't know how to would have brought him back. Uh, and I, I totally get what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. I just, the way it was handled, I don't think it was it, well handled. It's a dumb resurrection. I fully agree. But, but the fact that it's There's facilitating... we see them the digging out his grave. So, I that sequence is weird. However, I do like the interaction between Barry and Barry. I thought it was oh, yeah. Where they're both yeah. like, so were the accidents. Like, at first I'm thinking, oh no, this is this feels really insensitive. But then I'm like, oh wait, these, these two talking. I was like, okay, I get it. No. So, I, I, I don't necessarily like it, but I accept that this is the way they can resurrect him. Because the fact that he's dead is already a problem like he's dead I'm over for that it's how do you bring him back you don't do what you did in the comic where he just wakes up from his stupid Kryptonian coma that's stupid I don't yeah. like that so what do you have in this in this franchise of this movie you have the Genesis Chamber Batman knows this Batman has seen what this Genesis Chamber can do he he's a chance. scientist he's like like you said with the fraction if if he's, a, he's a detective. He's a detective, not a scientist. He's All not right. a scientist. Sorry. Barry, Barry has a couple more years before he's a scientist. But Batman's like, listen, if this can work, then we have to do it. And if it doesn't work, I have a contingency plan on Batman. I'll, I'll kill him if I have to, whatever. But if this is the technology we have, this is what we have to do. If this is what we can do, then we have to do it. Yeah. And I, that's why I, I'm okay with it. As, and I may not like it as much. I, for, there's no way I can... I could probably think about that scene for the next five years and not, probably not think of a better way to bring him back. So, oh, give me five years. I was going to say five years. One. I'm, who knows? Maybe probably. I'm, probably. But as for now, since this is the movie we have, I don't like it, oh, but, I think that's but kind I'll of, roll with it. I think that's kind of just the way we describe the film in general. It's, it's what we got. It's yeah. what we got. <laughs> you, there are things you can roll with and things you can't, and, and it is what it is. And yeah. I think for the most the, part, though, I, I roll with most of it. Yeah, I, I roll with that resurrection. It, like I said, it, it kind of does hinge on the only thing I think even comes close to being an arc for any characters in the film, which is Batman and Wonder Woman arguing about whether or not they should. Yeah. And that's the only thing you really get of any any development in character in the team. <laughs> so I think it has to be that way. And then when Superman returns... He's Superman. I mean, like, when he first returns and he doesn't recognize He's people, Bizarro. <laughs> at least, well, at least in his actions, he's like, his power set, God, did it look cool. Yeah, I dude. was like, that's Superman. That's the sequence with Flash. That's the sequence where he's holding everyone back, where he's kicking ass. Yep. His suit is so blue. And then after that, he's he's Clark. He's Superman. He's more Superman than we've ever gotten to see Henry Cavill be. I couldn't be happier. Uh, Lois and Martha are also in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were fine. They're yeah. fine. They're, they're 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 fine. They're underused, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm just I'm, she. I like the big guns. I like that she's a big guns. Yeah. I'm glad they were in it as much as they were, considering how many other characters were supposed to show up oh, in this yeah. movie and got cut out. They were necessary. There's that entire scene where um, where Martha is at the at the the day, what's it called Daily Planet, yeah. and like that guy comes and like, hey Lewis, can I get yours? Can I get your scoop? And like, there's no superheroes. There's not really anything necessary, but that. That's still in the movie. It's a really in, important in a, in a, moment. In a, in a two-hour superhero movie. And I'm like, I'm glad they kept the scene in because that is important. It's a really important scene. For the emotional value, They yeah. are the ones paying off the Superman return story. Mm -hmm. 
they are the ones that make it count. That scene in the Daily Planet and the scene with them at the farm. Yeah. The mother-in-law so, is like, you know, like, uh, I know, like, I wasn't, like, your mother-in-law. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. It's like, because, like, I wasn't really your mom. It's but it's, so, it's really sweet, yeah. man. I'm like, and she's still wearing the ring. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. I really like the scene between uh, Clark and Bruce when they're back at the house. And, and, and Clark looks over to Bruce. He's like, so how did you talk to the bank to convince them to give him the house back? About the bank. You yeah. Bought that's a very rich person thing to do. I do yeah. kind of like how he talked about it. He's like, I bought the bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of a reflex. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> and, of, and do you like uh, Barry's dad? I know he wasn't in this movie much, but I, I kind of like Barry's dad. I was, I like those Again, scenes. totally forgot he was in the movie. Yeah. I thought those scenes were fine. Was that the actor who played Dr. Manhattan in The Watchmen? It was. Yes. Knew it. Yeah. And the yeah, idiot really scientist in Alien Covenant. Mm. Which one? Which I one? wonder. <laughs> He didn't. He wasn't in. Like he was fine. Yeah. He wasn't in enough no. for me to have an opinion. But I like those, those were good. I'm scenes, surprised though. that they. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, they, they cut the the iris stuff, but I, they kept that stuff. I could have used without. I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, not surprised. no. I mean, I just, I just, I just wish. Uh, if they're heading for Flashpoint, I'm not surprised. Oh, cool. We're good. We're gonna be iris uh, later. That's fine. Uh, Don't need them now. I could have done with one or two less uh, allusions to run puns from his dad. Yeah, well, now you're really getting on the go. You're always running in place you're in all... Central City. Oh, that's always a flash thing. I could have used with a few, le- but, yeah. he, but because he's only in like three minutes yeah. of the movie, he oh. crams in like five. Oh, I'm like, I could have the... done with one or even two. Even when less. he shows, even when um Barry shows him like his le- his job his job letter, where he's like, "Hey, I got the job at the crime lab." He's like, "Oh, look at you go!" I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh God, that's yeah. a run joke." No, of course it is. It, I, at least there was no run Barry yeah. run. Yo, yeah. Billy Crudup had like four lines in this movie, and I think those four lines were good. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, let's just talk about the end. Yeah, like, yeah. like the final battle and all that. It's a pretty generic superhero final battle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was in the daylight for the most part. Red skies. Well, like weird Russian apocalypse daylight. Well, I mean, it was not dark. No. And no. I appreciate like as a, <laughs> we as got much red as skies. As much as I've been complaining about. All the endings for the DC films looking the same with dark skies and and blue lightning. No pillar of light. No pillar of light. No, we had a blue pillar, a dome pillar. (laughs) But like for the most part, you know what? It was better than, uh, it was better than Batman v Superman's ending. That's for sure. I like that it stayed. I like that it stayed focused. Like we didn't spend a whole bunch of time watching them all beat up parademons in their own special way. We stayed focused on the battle with Stephen Wolf. I really like how when Superman shows up. And uh, he's just like civilians. But I was like, Barry's got it. No, There's no, too no. many. And he goes. And he goes. I thought I thought no, that was great. That, that, and then that, when he comes that, back, yeah, this guy's still bugging you. Yeah, it's so uh. it's he fits so well. The dynamic of the team, like where they use their what powers when, it really worked. The only the only complaint I have is again, Aquaman. He just kind of feels like he's kind of there. And I, everyone else feels like they're at least supplying something at their own specific skill set to the thing. Yeah. And Aquaman's just kind of like, I also punch hard Wonder Woman. It feels like a lot of those cool scenes were shown in the trailers, too. Yes. That, that too. Most oh, of Aquaman's cool stuff. We'd be remiss to not mention the saving of the civilians and how that was given note, which is something that the, the DC films had not done up to this point. And the fact that it's done with such a good tag of... of you get Barry, who's just getting used to saving people, so he's kind of like got that moment with yeah, them at the he's truck, pushing the and then truck. he watches Superman fly the whole building over, and he's like, uh, "Hey, yeah, I, well, I, he's Superman, of course, of course." <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, man. It was really well done. <laughs> it's really cool cut because it's just like he's just like, "Huh, oh, huh," oh. and he watches like hundreds of people get saved. I, I still did great. Good job, Superman. It's cool. Uh, yeah. The second Superman flew into that final fight with Steppenwolf and said, "I'm a big fan of justice." I'm like, "Yes," just him. 
just fighting Steppenwolf made me smile, and him going to save yeah. the civilians. It was so and, blue. And of course, that um that scene, his the scene with Cyborg after they separate the mother boxes, and they're just sitting there, and they're like, oh, like okay, that did that we felt that, but even them laughing together, yeah. like yeah, it you was just like, you know children. I work with children. You know, <laughs> you don't really hear people laugh a lot in the DC films. No, no. no. And you know what? I, I, I've, I've complained about this for years. I hate the muted color palette of DC films. Wasn't in this film. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate God. that. I, I really do. It This looked more like what I wanted DC film to look like. I liked uh, how after they destroyed the mother boxes, you kind of forgot about Steppenwolf, and then he grabbed Barry from the back of the head. I completely lost yeah. him. Even the second that time, I forgot. That surprised me. I yeah. was like, dang, you caught me off guard. I didn't yeah. think this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're still there. Okay. And then he got felt the fear. But one thing I did notice, because when Steppenwolf, like during the flashback scene, when Steppenwolf conquer, failed to conquer Earth, he mentioned that he was exiled. I think that's I think that's its, that's its own thing for this movie. That was his own. Yeah. yeah, but he, I like the fact because he worked he, straight up with his his uncle, his his nephew, nephew, nephew in this one. Well, I mean, they as far he's as, a dark side relative. As yeah. far as we know, it's the same in the comics as his nephew. Yeah, okay. dark side is is Steppenwolf's nephew. Okay. Yeah. You mean Steppenwolf is dark side's nephew? No, other way around. Steppenwolf is dark side's uncle. Oh shit! Yeah, it's weird. That's weird, but. For some reason, something that I liked was that Steppenwolf says, like, my exile will be over. And I'm thinking, oh, so you have to conquer Earth and turn back home to Populous. Yeah, he has to earn his and place And then, back. of course, he's losing, and the Parademons sense his fear. They get the boom tube back to Apocalypse, and that spells certain death for Steppenwolf, because <laughs> he failed not once, but twice. Yeah. I, um, I, that's that's how I thought. I don't know if that's going to get Thanksgiving's explained. must be pretty difficult on Apocalypse. <laughs> Apparently so. Okay. I don't know if we're going to get that explained later on. I don't know if I Oh, can. here's Steppenwolf. Not once, but twice failed to conquer Earth. <laughs> oh, good for you, Steppenwolf. <laughs> um, I, I just I just like that maybe because that makes, for me, that just makes Darkseid even more of a menace than we know him to be. Yeah, he already hates his uncle, him. so. Uh, are you guys cool with the way Steppenwolf was taken out? Like, not actually... Like like by the parademons like like oh I I, I I fear fear is what gets them. Are you mm. going with that? Nah, I honestly don't know how. Were you gonna kill him again? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could have sat through the, another DC the, character killing. Yeah, I don't think any of the DC characters should have killed him. And I think that the parademon thing was fun. Yeah. It, like it didn't bother me. Yeah, that's it didn't bother me either. So I was curious. No, I, I was fine with it. I kind of like that he's got this confidence, and then all of a sudden when he's he's being beaten by the Justice League and they've taken his weapon and they've really really hurt him yeah he has fear and that that works against him and it and it makes the parademons and the world they come from feel more vicious so so i'm on board cool um the book ending of lois lane's narration awesome. it ties the film up really well i yeah. th- i agree i think so too i really like especially the fact that it ends on people want hope and they can look up in the sky now and it's superman it's there and we get the the sky but you get but you get the you get the moments with all the heroes you see wonder woman i love the bit with wonder woman where you see the woman who looks like it would be gal gadot and then wonder woman walks into the frame so you know it's not her she's stepping into the light the fact that that was the indication and she's talking to these heroes who have always been there i really like that um cyborg gets his suit batman is still being batman um, Barry what, gets what, into the CSI. Arthur's yeah. doing something. Arthur's he, was he's just swimming around. What was Arthur? Yeah, he was swimming to he was swimming to Atlantis. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he sw- just dove into the ocean. Just keep swimming. He's going back to Atlantis. But uh, my personal favorite was just finally seeing even that trench coat that uh um Christopher Reeve wore back in Superman seventy eight and him looking up, taking his glasses off, going inside and taking his shirt open to reveal the S and flying up. 
that just got me. How are we going to explain that Clark Kent is alive? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> BVS was stupid. We've ignored a bunch of things from it. Rebirth. Who cares? You're a whole, you're, it's easier for you to ignore things than hey, it is for me. Justice like if, if they have to explain it, we'll just do a take from the comics. He was just caught. He was caught in some rebel and survived, and then they dug him out. There you go. Oh, I mean, like, that. Do, do you really care? No. I don't care. No one cares. Kind of care. Why? I don't know. You didn't even like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to care about the details from a movie you didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. This doesn't exist anymore. We just erased it. <laughs> we erased everything up until this point. Yeah. Um... Uh, well, anything else we wanted to add? Danny Elfman's score was really good. I really liked it. The inclusion of the Batman and Superman themes. Both it was Superman themes was so it, great. Included the Man it was of Steel subtle. Well. It wasn't in your face. Like it, it wasn't. Was, all it the was time. so good when it showed up. Yeah, the the scenes and like I really like the use of Superman's because like it turned like an evil version of it in a uh-huh. way. And I'm like, man, it sounds really I could have I could have used Wonder Woman's once or twice more. It only happened like once, I think. Yeah, we only just get the it once. Right. Only get it once. I caught the first Batman one. Brandon had to point me up to the second one but i was just too wrapped up in the no, fight no, no, between no, no, no. flash and superman i didn't catch the superman theme so yeah, it i'm happens, kind of bummed it i missed it there. There. And it happens once when he shows up yeah uh, to fight step in one yeah. I mean, i'm bummed that i didn't catch it and i kind of want to see the movie again just so i can try and catch those moments. Yeah. i know that's a stupid reason to go see the no movie a it's second not time. it's not it's Dude, awesome. sometimes you, or you can see just listen to the soundtrack or you can just listen to the soundtrack it's on spotify it's really good it's great it's great that they brought back that theme i hope that's something that continues yeah that they keep those themes like you can keep the man steel theme and the john Williams theme in superman films please you can please do you can meld them pretty well i think you can it's possible so Love that. Uh, I do wish there had been a Justice League theme, and I chalk that up to just the rush of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Rogue One doesn't really have a theme. It has good music, but no real theme. Right. Uh, and that was equally uh, later. So, uh, final thoughts and rate. I think is about. We'll get there. Considering the hot, hot mess of press and Production. everything that we know has been happening with this movie. Remember how long ago that. They started production on this while Batman v Superman was in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's how long this movie's been in production, and they didn't get a final cut until very, 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 very recently. That's bananas. Imagine. So, um, oh no, this... I can say my NDA ran up, ran out because the okay. movie is out. Uh, I know from firsthand experience a final cut of this film didn't exist until like three or four weeks ago. That's crazy, right? So, so we we know this, um, we know, and that is so rough. This movie sh- should have been a lot better. It's the first Justice League movie, and it's a shame that I can't say I like it as much as Avengers, or even on the same level. I don't. I don't even like it more than Thor Ragnarok. That's that's just the fact of the matter, because it just doesn't get there. However, I do think that it, it stepped up and shined in certain moments. It's definitely on a better path than I feel Batman v Superman was, and in some ways... Man of Steel was. I have more hope for the future as long as Warner Brothers takes the right lessons from what's going on right now with the Justice League film because they're going to lose some money on this one, but I hope they can see that that's because of mistakes of the past, not mistakes that they were trying to rectify with this film that just people couldn't catch on to. And if they can keep going in this better direction, Zack Snyder should not return to any DC films. That's that's clear. I think, I think, I think, think we're... I think we're soon. I think we're out of that area now. Yeah. But this this is a good way to end that bad time for DC films under Zack Snyder, what he was driving them towards and step into something different. And the film feels like it's trying to give you that feeling, like it's trying to reach out to DC fans and be like, 
We could barely save this movie, but we tried, and we're trying to tell you we, we know, and we're going in the right direction. And if they can keep that up, I'm more willing to go see more DC films. Just a quick thought. Uh, like, I, what, I wonder what this movie would have been if, if, if Zack Snyder didn't have his unfortunate tragedy and just continued in the movie 100% only being him. I really wonder what this movie would look like. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I dread the thought, and it's it's. I'm glad. I it's weird that there's I, so much cut out of this. movie. I feel like it needed to go through all this nonsense to get a good version, possibly. Unfortunately, yeah, and and so there's that petition, and yeah. there's a lot of Zack Snyder apologists saying that we need to see Zack Snyder's vision of this film. Yeah, I I fully disagree. I, I think, think that this, this was is the his best vision. I think this is the best version we could have gotten of this film as yeah. it was being made. And I don't want to see any of the other things that got left on the cutting room floor because I truly believe that if they got left there, they should have been left there. For a reason, yeah. And this is better than I thought it was going to be. It's not what I wanted it to be. But maybe next time we get the Justice League, we get the Justice League we should. So, rate it. Uh, Do it. Damn. Um, Do it. Because of the <laughs> themes, the musical theme inclusions, and because of some of the character moments, specifically Superman's, I'm going to give it a six. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Um, <coughs> in this movie, my big thing was, like, is this movie going to... Do I like... Am I going to like this movie enough where I want to buy it on Blu-ray DVD when it comes out? There are parts of it that I don't like. There are parts of it that I absolutely adore. And I honestly think this is the best version of this movie we're going to get. I honestly don't think that if Zack Snyder had complete and total control that I would probably be singing a much different tune I mean what happened to him completely sucks and I feel wholeheartedly for the man even though I've never met him but I don't want him to direct another DC film at all I really really don't as much as I love Watchmen as much as I don't want him to direct another film (laughs) (laughs) as much as I well don't get get the man out of a job but as much as much as I don't as much as I like Man of Steel, as much as I love Watchmen and not some of his other films, this one is the best we got, and I wish we could say it was better, and I wish I was as happy and excited for this for I was for Avengers, but I'm not. But I have to agree with Sparks, and rating it wise, I just want to give it a solid C. So I don't know, is will that count as a seven or six point five on our rating scale? Uh, just a it's C. It's whatever you want. Our ratings mean nothing. <laughs> well, it's it's a six point five. I'm will I. I'll, I could buy. I'll, I'm happy to see it again. I'm entertained by it, and I, I will not mind putting down money for a Blu-ray DVD copy of it. But there's, but just those movies and the other movies that we have. It's like I don't want to get BVS, and I definitely don't want to get Suicide Squad. Uh, I forgot to mention because we didn't cover it. Um, screw Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor still. <laughs> I, I know that they're still taking it in a better direction. He's still not right for the role. Uh, but Slade was cool. But Deathstroke was awesome, and I was so happy we saw that. That was that was cool. Right. And Fanny was swinging over Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. Woo, boy. Um, yeah, so... It's been a long road to get here, you guys. Yes. It's really cool that we're actually finally here. Most of our podcasts have mentioned this in one way or another. Yeah. Oh, yep. Every single week for like a year. Uh, my first episode was Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had fun with this movie. Uh, uh, the first time I saw it, I, I went in with you know all my pre-existing notions and whatever, and uh, about halfway through, I was like, Man, I'm actually enjoying this. You know, it's got its flaws, whatever, but like, this is a fun, cool. I keep calling it a summer action movie. We're in November. It's not yeah, summer anymore. It's not. I, I keep doing that. Um, I give this movie like just 
I do the the score the the school scale right. So like a C, like a seventy, that's like pass. This movie doesn't fail for me. This movie straight up passes. I give it like a seven. It barely passes. Yeah. Barely passes. Yeah, like uh, I wouldn't be proud of the score, but it's a score that passes. You can yeah. you can sit on the shelf next to me as exactly. Wonder Woman, but not um, uh, with bad Batman movie Superman. I'm not gonna so, buy it. I'll tell you that. But um, maybe if there's I an. Ex- what was the last movie you bought? I I don't buy movies often. Um. You gave me La La Land. <laughs> I bought Mad Max Fury Road on Blu-ray, but that was the last movie I remember buying. But I okay. so infrequently buy them. Do you but, do you want to own the MCU on? Sorry, this is yeah. I no, I do. It's just like they have those cool box sets that I really want to get that are really expensive. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, what more can I say that we haven't already said? I tried to go into this without my bias, and I have a huge bias. I think against you've done DC a good job, films. though. And uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. But still, five point five. That's not that. That's I. That's that's, that's very better middle. than even you thought you would have given it like yeah. a month ago. That so. is true. Yeah, that is true. Does uh, the forty percent warrant forty percent? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it deserves more than that. I think that forty percent is still decently oh, high for it. That's the current Rotten Tomato score. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's deserved. I think that that's coming from people who, you know, recognize that, like, yeah, there are nice things, but this is still a mess of a film. Absolutely. And, and for yeah. a Justice League movie, especially the first one, it shouldn't have been this messy. Yeah. yeah. We deserved Let, better. We like, deserved better. Like, put aside all the, the, the well-done character moments, like, it's just a narrative mess. Oh, it completely is. And and it shouldn't have been. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's purely from mishandling. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, we are well over the time allotted so uh, we're gonna call it uh quits for the night i do put yeah. off essex county our book club till next week again once sorry. more sorry sorry sparks hey things happen hey. we get we get this enthusiastic. was this was a big episode we're like that one teacher who you forgot to do the homework for but then they're like oh you know not just do it next week and then you look out i've again. never i never had a teacher in my life so I've, hey you can do not do the homework for two weeks no 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 <laughs> i've looked i've looked out the teacher forgetting to collect it and said no nah, you know not just get it tomorrow that's nice. I, that happened to me like a few times in my life, but they always get it the next day. Look at you. What? Anyway, so we're <laughs> Why just going to give me that look? Next week is Essex County. Uh, once more, sorry again. So, without further ado, the end of our show. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci for doing our intro, and uh, you know he does Suburban Proctologist. Uh, as you all know, check that one out. Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official. Instagram at Podcast. Check him out. There's a whole back back catalog of episodes they're pretty great i hope you enjoy them as much as i enjoy them or uh, we all enjoy them yes thank you to Louis beretta who does our icon uh he is associated with his instagram oops uh his instagram is at lens for eyes he is associated with any zine that is the cal state northridge zine which we are uh associated with as well um i should talk to him about that actually maybe we won't be if we aren't anymore who knows (laughs) But they meet every third Wednesday of the month. Uh, anyone is welcome to join at the Cal State Northridge Art Department Room, 507 from 6 to 10. You can find them on Instagram, anyzine underscore csun. That's E-N-I-Z-I-N-E underscore C-S-U-N. Facebook, anyzine.csun. Email anyzine.csun at gmail.com. What is it? I forgot. It's a Mephistopheles. Postulate. Pa- no. You're Mephistopheles? Mephistopheles. Palindrome, thank you. <laughs> Pegasus. You can find us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com if you like to get in touch with us directly. Uh, you can find me, BT McClure, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ben. Ben Magnet27 for Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to add me on PlayStation Network, just Ben Magnet, capital B, capital N, all one word. Oh. Ryan. 
DJ Tony Snark, all those same things, and on PlayStation. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in, uh, rate and review wherever you get us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. Uh, five stars, please, if you can spare it. All in, baby. Until next week. Oh, we forgot to read your comment, Richard, for Justice League, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rich. You're the best. Oh, we we s- ran out of time, buddy. I'll be on your podcast soon. Don't worry. Actually, I want to be on sometime as well. Yeah. Until next week, guys. Stay fake, nerds.